Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we have our first female guest. We need yes. a sound effect. We do need a sound effect. <laughs> um, Phantom Brewing Co.'s marketing and social media manager, Charlotte, has joined us. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So I think we're pretty excited if I do say so myself because you're our actual first female guest that's yeah. obviously not the two of us <laughs> so we're very like yay excited um not that we don't like our male guests but obviously it's like every time we're like yeah someone from a brewery is coming on it's like oh it's another guy so it's, it's nice to I think have another you know female company obviously I'm excited it's you we've we've chatted on zoom chats and stuff quite a bit so I'm excited that you're with us as well and I'm also excited because when I think of Phantom, like, I feel like I know a lot about Phantom because I'm local to you guys. Um, but then I totally forgot about the fact that if you're not local, like if you're not in the Berkshire area, you might not know Phantom as much. So like Joanne may not know as much about you guys. So I'm excited. So tell us who you are. Tell us who you're from and tell us about yourselves. So yes, I'm very happy to be here. First and foremost, thank you very much for having me on. Um So, yeah, I'm Charlotte. I work for Phantom Brewing Company in Reading. Uh, We're a pretty young business. We celebrated our first birthday at the end of October just last year. Um, And I've worked for Phantom since August, September last year. Um, So, yeah, basically the company, the the brewery was set up by Dane and Dom. Um, Absolutely inseparable, sometimes insufferable, the pair of them. (laughs) Uh, so those two they've been home brewing together for years uh really really good friends have known each other since they were like 15 I think um and they decided they wanted to set up a brewery they spent ages and ages planning it and then put it together the two of them towards the end of 2019 uh opened with a bar on site and the goal was always basically to make really accessible styles of beer and Gen- by and large for them to be of pretty sessionable strengths like I remember Dane saying ages ago that he he wanted them to be the sorts of beers that people would want to have more than one of which I think is a pretty good goal um I think it's something that largely has been has been stuck to save for a few specials they're all beers that that are pretty Moorish um the team has grown to now there's nine of us myself included nine full-timers so we're still really really a very small business but um that has left us at a little bit of an advantage in that in the absolute shit show that has been the last year, we've had the ease of being able to adapt a little bit quicker than people perhaps with larger teams um, on different sorts of contracts and everything. Um, and also additionally, a big, a big factor, a big thing that factors into Phantom and the way that we operate is that since day one, we've had a bar on site um, rather than starting up a brewery and then seeing how things go and then setting up a tap room. The tap room was always something that was intended to be, part and parcel of the company um which I believe I'm sure they'll correct me if I'm wrong but I believe that was something that Dane and Don very much took from the American brewery model of every brewery has its bar on site every tap room is very much a destination where they where they have everything you know they have all their house beers on it's it's where all their locals go um so yeah that's phantom in a nutshell I suppose yeah 
did I say we're based in Reading? I think. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned like the house bits because I I noticed like when I was going through to pull out these snippets that we use for later in the episode, which I'm sure you're very excited about. <laughs> um, I, I noticed that you've got you've got Meadow Road, which is a it's called like a house pale. That's mm-hmm. the description that was untapped was house pale, and I thought that was quite interesting because it's like you go to a restaurant and a restaurant you've got like your house red and your house white, and it's just so like funny in a cool way that it's like oh it's a brewery here's oh yeah our house pale like can I offer yeah, your finest house and it is pale, really popular. <laughs> I love it. We're, so we're on our fourth version of that at the moment, actually, the, the Meadow Road, um, which so we so we do we do can it um, and it does go out of trade. But I, I believe the majority of our sales of that are on site. Um, it's always 4.5 percent and each version just a slightly different, just a slightly different hot bill, basically. Um, and the fifth version, I think, is currently in tank. I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm quite excited about it. So there will be more details on that. But it is just something that we always want to switch it up not in a dramatic way not in a, not anything too you know out of left field uh but just something just something a little bit different each time so that so that our house pale and obviously we're we're based on meadow road in reading as well so it seemed the obvious title for for that <laughs> category of beer i was gonna say we should probably like because i i know the location having gone to to pick up i've got my sweet i'm wrapping my sweet varsity jacket I was very excited for this been going um, I don't, don't want to so <laughs> yeah I don't want to take it off like it's, it's on me now permanently so I know where the location is and I was going to say oh it's probably quite important <laughs> to highlight that so people are like what's Meadow Road what is that I um, assumed it was a road around around or near the brewery <laughs> can you imagine if she was like no I doubt it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, road it's, it's actually in Leeds yeah You're gonna, never gonna believe it but yeah no, so, oh, but this is the thing as well Dane and Dom are both Reading born and raised um so they've they're very both of them are very much uh very much keen on on emphasizing the Reading roots which is which is pretty cool and we are in a we are in a fantastic location as well we're about 10 minutes away from the station so I get the train into work um it's about a 10 minute walk um and about 10 minutes in the other direction is the site of a festival that takes place in Reading it's a pretty it's a little festival I don't know if you I don't know if you, I don't know, if you, I don't know it's just some festival that, that happens one. in Reading no, I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, pretty indie. It's pretty hipster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't know about it. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to another school. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was cool, and I was like, why well, shouldn't like a brewery have a have a house? house beer like that it's just like the coolest idea in in my opinion but um, it's funny that you mm. mentioned that their goal is kind of like to create these beers that that you'd want to drink more than one time because I think a lot of us and I'm not going to speak for both of you guys but I think you know a lot of us tend to go yeah I'll try one of everything instead of mm. going back but um the first one I know you've had a long shift today I've had a long day I don't know about you Joe <laughs> I'm ready to crack a beer and the first yeah. one that we're going to have is one I've had before a few times and it is really good <laughs> so I had it last night with my with my pizza kit and it was great so we're going to start on feeling this yeah baby oh. yeah so do you want to tell name. us a bit about it <laughs> yeah so feeling this was the the OG phantom beer um it's the dead giveaway from day dot that Dane and Dom are very very big uh pop punk fans uh <laughs> that was it was the first uh phantom beer I tried before I started working for the brewery as well so I've got very fond memories of it um yeah I mean the easiest way to describe this it is one of our biggest sellers for a reason um is that it's 
across the board, it's just an it's just an incredibly well balanced, easy drinking, soft, hazy pale, which is a style that at the moment everyone and I don't blame them. Everyone's everyone's kicking out these wonderful hazy pale ales at the moment. It, it's at a really really good sessionable strength. It's uh yeah Columbus Citra, uh, Columbus Citra Cascade and Mosaic. So uh, nice even balance. No, I, I wouldn't say there's any hugely overpowering uh like overwhelming uh punchy character uh, punchy notes that come through from any of those i think it's just a really nice balance of citrusy sort of sharpness nice kind of fluffy soft mouth feel a little bit of juicy sweetness coming through but none of them really uh talk over any of the others i think it i think it all kind of sings with each other quite nicely um and it is one that is intended to be drunk by the pint it's a good times beer it's you know i think it i think it suits all occasions quite well and i think this is probably the fourth time we've brewed it now because uh, it does it does always go down well in the tap room in cans out to trade so yeah cheers yeah cheers i think part of it for anyone that doesn't know i mean i'll show if you're watching the video as opposed to listening it's um the, the label if you know if you know you know is what I feel like I should say about it but if you don't know feeling this is the title of a Blink-182 album and the can art basically looks like the well it's, it's the, the song it's the it's, song it's, yeah, yeah it's track one on their self-titled yeah, yeah yeah that's what I meant was it's 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 the album cover that feeling this is from <laughs> and um and yeah that's it's interesting that it's, it's um it's track one and uh and yeah that's uh it's an yeah. interesting little thing because you guys also did online songs, didn't you? We did, was... yes, for our first birthday, uh, which I thought was an absolutely fantastic beer. It was just so pure orange. Like, so that one was a little bit stronger. It was uh, six or six and a half. Um, yeah, so it had a little bit more heft to it, a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it was just this it was just this pure, punchy, tropical, juicy hot bomb. And it went absolutely insane. And we when we put online songs out it was around the same time that we rebrewed feeling this uh people went absolutely nuts for it and that was when we started introducing uh shipping to mainland europe uh because we were getting so many requests it was absolutely insane we were getting so many requests from uh like beer drinkers and blink 182 fans uh <laughs> from all over the place like you know my, like i remember when we made a post about it and we put up like an instagram story and within like an hour i was I've been inundated with Instagram notifications and stuff saying, Hey, could you ship this to Lima? Could you ship this to, you know, like Guatemala? And like, well, I mean, I could try. I don't know know how much that would cost, but it was amazing. Like the reach that we had off of it, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, So we did manage to bring in uh, mainland Europe shipping and it uh, for online songs and feeling this were were the main thing. And during the second lockdown of November, I think that was a huge, like the fact that both those beers were so well received was was a big boost for us because it was, we had just celebrated our first birthday on Halloween. We had so much fun and then we went straight back into lockdown again. And it was a little bit of a, it was a bit of a bummer really because we weren't sure exactly how, I mean, we weren't sure exactly how things were going to go because yeah. everything's been so unpredictable lately. But um, the fact that consistently we were getting all these pictures sent through to us from people who had had these beers sent to them it was um it was a joy really it was really good fun (laughs) I think they were both really gorgeous like in their I I drank them back to back and they were just both gorgeous in their own way but like so 
I guess when I went into it, I was expecting sort of similar taste. I think I said to you before in a chat, um, I was expecting more of a similar taste because I thought, oh, maybe it was kind of like a rebrew and a slightly changed version of feeling this is what you did for online songs. It's like, no, they were completely stood on their own legs completely entirely. And it, and they were both just so, I loved them so much. I'm curious to know Joe's thoughts on this one because I've had it before multiple times. What are your thoughts on it, Joe? <laughs> so, so um you know transparency here this is my first ever phantom a phantom brewing co beer <laughs> um it's amazing <laughs> like so so when i'm teaching my beer classes like often it comes up like you know we're talking about mouthfeel or whatever and someone goes what well, like, people say pillowy what does pillowy mean this this is what pillowy is like i'm just gonna now i'm just gonna be like right go find this brewery called phantom go find their beer feeling this and drink it and then you will understand what pillowy is like it's just it's juicy and i know it's got mosaic in it because i can smell the broccoli (laughs) (laughs) every time with her every time i was just like if it's got mosaic it's gonna smell broccoli (laughs) yep i don't often get broccoli from mosaic i get for me it's always the scallions that comes through if, oh, if yeah. there's a lot of, that's the one for me it's yeah, not so much yeah. the broccoli it's the scallions <laughs> i never smelled yeah, I broccoli. broccoli until she started yeah, going until i started oh. doing it yeah. <laughs> and but... then now every time i even see mosaic i'm like oh it's gonna oh, be it's gonna be nice <laughs> it's a good thing i like eating my greens isn't it right, otherwise yeah. i'd be absolutely buggered in this i might bring it on but it's it that's high it's also really high praise because joanne is not she likes the darker beers i don't yeah i don't mind a pale ale um some like ipas can sometimes be a little bit too bitter for me it's the bitterness that gets me uh, I, see, yeah. I like something juicy and fruity and this this is just gorgeous oh yeah i'm so love glad it. you like it yeah i love it I'm just yeah we were saying before we started recording it was like if, if i don't like any of these this could be a problem <laughs> I, I didn't to be honest I didn't even I was like you will like yeah, I'm no, not she, even, didn't, she I'm was like, just like we're just getting these beers you'll you'll love them and I'm like okay I did say I was like I was like oh it's gonna be so interesting because I was like what I know Phantom for is so much like hoppy like IPAs pales like those type of beers and I was like this is gonna be interesting I was like but I know that the quality is so good yeah that you're just gonna love it so I didn't even when I saw them I was like yeah she's gonna love this so <laughs> I'm curious I'm... to know what you think of the dip <laughs> that's gonna be yeah, really when we crack fun. that afterwards yeah yeah um no, I think I the, the other thing about feeling this that I really enjoy so much as well is that just me on a, on a personal level um like I say, obviously, so it, a, a nice hazy pale is such an accessible style for for drinkers at the moment. That understandably, like ninety percent of breweries in the UK have a hazy pale in their like flagship yeah. lineup. Um, and some of them, while they taste delicious, I think some of them are a little bit heavy on the palate for me. They just they just end up weighing you down. Like you might have a pint or two, and then you're like, I feel, I feel pretty full now. Like they they get yeah. a little bit, you know. I don't want to say like claggy because that sounds like I'm being nasty, but just for my personal taste, they get a little bit on the heavy, heavier side for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that feeling this has just got enough of that like citrus sherbet that sort of just gives it a little lift at the end, which I think, you know, brings it back round that I, I don't feel like I've, I don't feel like I'm just weighing myself down with liquid, basically. Yeah, it's lovely and light. 
think that or like it, sometimes I find it can be with certain certain ones it can also be like quite depending on how crisp they are can be a bit more like gassy as well <laughs> and you're kind <laughs> of like you're like oh I feel a bit like bloaty that like I personally go oh I feel a bit bloaty now I've had too many of those like I, I can't yeah. change yeah. it up so but I will say this. I mean as light as it, as light as it is I would say downing a point of feeling this would probably still be difficult yeah uh, so but maybe that's just maybe that's just me <laughs> But I don't think, to be fair, I don't think if you were to just down it, like I just feel like you wouldn't really get a chance to appreciate exactly. like, everything exactly. that's in it. Like, we're not students no. anymore. No, that, this is not, this is a beer to savour. It's not a beer to be chugging. To be fair, it's one yeah. that I feel like you could drink quite quickly without realising yeah. how quickly you're drinking oh, yeah. it. Like, on a, on a it's hot so day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. yeah, you could go through a few of these. And it paired very well with the pizza last night. I had, I got the you Phantom and Friends pizza well kit. Pizza, everything does go well with pizza. Like pizza goes well with life. Like just, I had pizza <laughs> again tonight, Joe. <laughs> don't judge me. But like this was what I actually, I don't normally drink beer when I have pizza, but I was like, because it came in the Phantom and Friends pizza kit, like I'm going to try it together because I'm assuming they've picked this beer for a reason. So I was just like, I'll try it. And it paired very well. I was like, it complemented the flavours. So yeah, well done. It's <laughs> an interesting thing about pizza and, and beer or just like pizza and pubs in general. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, about about uh, four or five years ago, um, the pub I worked at uh, was part of a pub company that most of the other pubs, their kitchens were sort of like standard, like gastro pub, like chain sort of stuff. So, you know, burgers, wings, chips, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but this pub, the pub I worked at, they uh, got a refurb and put in a pizza oven. And so many people, like, didn't they didn't necessarily kick off about it. But I remember them saying, like, that's insane. Who goes to a pub and has a pizza? And now, and I'm over the moon about it now, like, you, ever since, you know, I've just seen, I'm not saying this pub was the trendsetter. It absolutely wasn't. It was tiny and, like, in the middle of nowhere. But, um, like so many places now it's pizza is the food of choice which i think i think is maybe a testament to the way that people's eating and drinking habits have changed maybe people aren't necessarily going to the pub to have a sit-down meal i mean unless they're forced to have a scotch egg people aren't necessarily going to the pub to have a sit-down meal (laughs) yeah it's you know i'm going with a couple of friends i want to have something i can you know pick at put in the middle of the table and each of us all have a bit which is why pizza kind of fits that you know kind of fits that perfectly so yeah. that's just something I just something I thought I'd, I'd put in just about uh, like bar food and taproom food in general, because it's something that's been on my mind a lot lately, especially with the way that undoubtedly when things do open up, people's drinking habits after COVID are going to change so much. Yeah, so. I think it's just a testament to how good pizza is just <laughs> across the board. Like, I mean, that too. <laughs> who doesn't love pizza like if you don't love pizza like who hurt you what's what's <laughs> happened <laughs> but I'm, the I'm pizza con- broke into my house when I was very very young okay yeah. it was actually Papa it's also why I can never eat a pepperoni pizza again <laughs> I'm conscious that obviously we've got so we've got two more beers to get through um and we we don't want to keep you for a massively long time so I I thought basically with the pubs opening up um in the coming weeks you guys are going to be opening your doors again might be interesting to talk a bit about pub culture so I know that obviously you mentioned at the start about how you guys had the drinking facility set up from the start because that's what you wanted to go for um I thought it'd be quite interesting to kind of understand a bit more about you know sort of phantoms drinking in culture as opposed to just you know fill up your growler and and go sort of thing so tell us more about that 
Um, so the ethos behind Phantom has very much always been, at the, in the most simplistic way possible, is just to genuinely just have a proper laugh. Like, that is the main thing. And the, the idea behind putting together the tap room, the haunt, as we call it, of course, because we're witty like nice. that. Nice. Um, <laughs> So the the way the reason that the horn is run the way that it is is because we wanted to create a place where we feel like we could all go and you know when Dane and Dom created it they wanted to make somewhere that they could go and they would want to visit if it weren't their own and for all of us why we run it the way we do is so that we feel like we would want to bring our mates and our family there we would want to go and sit in this bar and have a few beers and have and have a laugh basically and to that end we basically want to we we want to ensure that it fulfills that purpose for as many people as we possibly can so um i mean in a physical sense the space is incredibly incredibly open it's incredibly physically open obviously tori you visited yesterday um we had enough room to put in a couple of things that we just really wanted to to so no, there is a ski bus. ball machine there is ski ball <laughs> uh, right, i was like what is that in the corner <laughs> because i don't know what ski ball is Oh, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, your face. I mean, I've heard, I've heard of it. I know it was in, uh, in a, in Dogma. <laughs> it's like when you go. I didn't really so know what it was. When you go to an arcade, and then you've got there's like little circles, and then you've got these little like mini bowling ball skittle right. things and then you've got to throw it up the ramp and they're all different points and you've got to get the di- i yeah. can't even i feel like i'm not even doing it justice but yeah I'm, it's like, literally i was like, like so especially in an audio money. format in an audio format i don't think that's the best advert for ski ball but i'm also not sure i could do a better job but um, i don't really know how else you can explain it other than toss a bunch of balls up a ramp and into a different hole that's labeled with points and you want the highest points possible well, oh, so yeah cool. like on a on a on a quite superficial level the things we put in for ourselves to be able to have a good time are things like the ski ball and the shuffleboard and the arcade games and stuff like that um but also something that something that i noticed when i first went to phantom long before i started working there when they just opened was the fact that um the way the place is set up is very it very much feels like it doesn't cater to just one sort of person if that makes sense um, yeah. Like I even noticed when I first when I first went to the tap room that there were tampons in the loos, and I was like, oh cool, they've <laughs> acknowledged that there are people who are going to need them. I was like, right. this well is done. Yeah. I was like, cool, I'm I'm on board with this. Yeah. But um, things like that, things like the fact that the, the space was always has always been put together to essentially we've got we've got enough space that we can kind of play with it however we want. We can kind of put in you know the 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 physical extras and accoutrements that we wish to do while at the time also being able to ensure that physically the area is accessible because you know obviously people have different levels of abilities to make sure that we have um to make sure that we have a space where people feel welcomed regardless of their you know of their gender their sexuality or anything like that and to ensure that it's a place where all of these different kinds of people can genuinely just get together and have a laugh so to that end, that it's 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 always been very much a process of, uh, it's always been very much a process of uh, coming at everything with very much a kind of a light-hearted, we don't take ourselves too seriously sort of attitude, and we want to just all muck about and play these arcade games together and stuff like that and have a few pints of feelingness, but um, 
at the same time, there's always always an underlying focus of keeping a close eye on what we can do to make our, all of our customers feel safe and welcome to make sure that everyone we have in is behaving in a way that we would that we feel proud to have on our establishment um because i mean the way i always see it is if you when you're running a bar when you're hosting an event when you're working in a in a tap room um you're basically just hosting a massive party and whoever that 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 space is your house at the end of the day so you want the place to be clean you want everyone to be happy you want everyone to have a full glass and if you see anyone causing any trouble or if you see anyone who looks like they are making anyone else feel uncomfortable, it's your responsibility as the homeowner to get them out and to make the rest of your guests feel happy about it. And that's not the most like deep or like socio-political way of looking into it. There are people who can word these issues of you know accessibility and equality far better than I can. But in its most simplistic form, it is just about hosting a party that everyone feels like they can be comfortable in. And that's very much the goal with with the horn we want to we want to be in a space and we want to we want to create a space where everyone is basically happy to dick about and have a good time <laughs> i think that example is so really important. good yeah no that was a really good analogy yeah um i was just saying to tori before we came on that actually this week Burham collective put out a blog post Did, have you read yes. it yes <laughs> about I pub culture loved it yeah about pub culture written by my friend ellie Poppy Raptor, if you're on Instagram. Um, oh, my pre- God. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah so this is th- oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, didn't so, know, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, I haven't read so, it yet. Yeah. So she's, yeah, Hoppy <laughs> Raptor wrote it. Um, I'm very proud of her. It's the first time she's it been published. She's very piece. excited. Brilliant piece. But in that, it says, you know, like sometimes, like we've we've kind of romanticised pub culture a little bit mm-hmm. while we can't go to the pub. And yes, it is, you know, it has always been, that place in the center of the community where people go but sometimes some people don't feel comfortable going into pubs because of various different reasons you know women haven't always been allowed in pubs um people of color haven't always been allowed in pubs gay people haven't always been allowed in pubs or if they have gone they've had bad experiences um so it is important that we think about this and we make inclusive spaces and Mm -hmm. that's what you're doing that's amazing yeah a hundred percent i mean I think the fact that, um, yeah, I think I think that like that's something that that's something that I think everyone should be making a, a, a conscious effort to do. Yeah. Because if you're not making a conscious effort to do it, you're not you're you're being passive is basically almost just as bad as yeah, <laughs> as, exactly. as 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 being actively uh, being actively negative, discriminatory, detrimental to these pe- to, to these people who are being marginalised. Because I mean, I couldn't I couldn't live with myself if there was someone in the if there was someone in the horn who was feeling uncomfortable by what is being said at the table next to them uh you know whether it's a whether it's people making racist jokes or anything like that I couldn't live with myself to know that other people are being are are feeling so uncomfortable unsafe or insecure in their own you know in their own place in that bar because of what someone else might be saying Jesus I would never treat a house guest like that I would never want someone to feel like that in my home so I don't want someone to feel like that at the brewery either and I think yeah. the way that the way that um, it was Ellie King, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The way that the way that that article was worded by Ellie, I thought was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I love I love I love the stuff that Burma are doing at the moment. I think it's I think it's so cool. Um, I'm so I'm such a big fan of the whole, you know, of, of the whole emphasis on making education in the drinks industry a really big priority, because I think that quite a lot of the time it can be really it can be intimidating for people to want to get into it. 
And yeah. I definitely, even though the fact that I work in the industry, sometimes I get that sense of, you know, being unsure. And I think the focus on um, the focus on making that accessible to all is a really great thing. But specifically that article that, that Ellie wrote, especially because I knew I wanted to talk a bit about, you know, what we try to do and what sort of yeah. culture we try to create. Reading that, I was literally sitting in my flat going yes yes this, this is this brilliant is it. This is it. like it was so good I mean one thing yeah. about it that really got me was um the discussion about uh like blokes being overly like macho you know yeah. like the, the big the dude like dude bro displays yeah. in the pub like yeah fun. this is this is what we get up to down I've got to drink the you know I'm gonna drink the strongest ABV yeah. I'm gonna drink yeah, it the yeah. quickest yeah, I'm gonna have most of it and it's like <laughs> right, no one's watching yeah, you no. no one cares <laughs> It's no not. It's not bothered. cool. And I mean, and a lot of a lot. I'm, I'm willing to bet a lot of these guys wouldn't even think about it. And if you turn, if you turn to them, a mate or an acquaintance or whoever, and said, "Do you realise what you're doing makes other people quite uncomfortable, or you know, makes other people feel this way?" I'm sure that I'm, I, I like to think the best of people. I'm sure yeah. that, that you know these blokes would probably go, "Oh, I didn't even think of that." Yeah. You know, perhaps reconsider or just reassess. You know, what they're doing. And I think that I think that that was such a good point of something that whilst um you know whilst uh in its most simple you know it, it, like at the core of it it might not look like it's not someone being overtly you know sexist it's not someone being overtly racist or homophobic or anything yeah. but it acts like displays like that can be so off-putting to other people when you go into these places and it's just a bunch of dudes essentially having a pissing contest and yeah. getting all excited about being so blokey with each other it can be a bit like okay where's my place here like yeah. where it like where do I really fit? <laughs> and it can be it can be a bit it, it can be um quite isolating. I don't know about you, but it, it can just feel a bit a bit like you're kind of on your own in those situations. Yeah, and yeah. I also think you kind of don't like I, I can't again, I can only speak for myself, but in those situations it's always kind of like you're like oh, so irritating, like it's making me feel <laughs> a bit uncomfortable. But then also like I don't want to be I'm, I'm not the most quiet pro. like I will happily go up to someone and be like yeah excuse me <laughs> could you stop but like it depends if you're sort of outnumbered and you feel like you're the only person that's uncomfortable you don't want to be that person that goes and like kills the vibe by going yeah, up to somebody so when the yeah. staff like, member oh, does the bus it kill now. but if yeah. a staff member comes up and is like yeah sorry actually you're being a bit disruptive like you kind of want to be like, oh my god, high five me, please, because yeah. you're like, I didn't have yeah. to be so the bad good. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like one thing uh, about this whole thing about you know, like these these displays can make even if it's not, I don't know how I'm gonna how how should I word this? Um, a lot of the times, people acting like this, as I say, even if they're not intending to be, say, malicious, when you hear like the staff members sort of either either you know laugh along or just kind of ignore it and brush over it you kind of really lose your faith a little bit you're kind of yeah. like like okay well what if this escalates what if they start making you know at the moment they're just making a couple of sort of you know couple of comments that are a bit on the edge and a bit like ah, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I like what they're saying if it escalates they have a couple more drinks and inhibitions get lowered as they do and they start saying more things that are that are just not acceptable that are just not pleasant I mean you know are are the staff members still going to brush over it am I am I going to be in a position now where I kind of just have to get out of here and what you know I'm going I'm going to end up having negative memories of this evening because of the fact that I didn't have anyone having my back so 
I think you also yeah. kind of feel like the oh does like especially if it's like a bigger group are you like you kind of start feeling like oh do you care more about the bigger group because they're going to pay more than maybe right. me on my own so therefore mm-hmm. me feeling uncomfortable you know it does that get trumped by you know five guys who are being or, or whoever five people um yeah saying things that you know make people around them uncomfortable and, and I get it like I think when you the, the the people in the group that are doing it like you said I don't think it's malicious all the time I don't think they realize I think sometimes the bigger the group is as well the more that they, they yeah, yeah you, you yeah. see your group and you don't even realize how loud you're being the fact that other people around you are noticing you and and it's all about like how it's communicated so if somebody just comes up to you and it's like sorry could you guys just yeah, maybe just... a little bit yeah like you know if they don't sort of get the hint that's that's one thing but I think a lot of times like you said you know people will get that and they'll go oh sorry I didn't do that I I like to try and be optimistic about people in general uh I like to try and try and think that if you point out to someone in a in a in a gentle but firm manner you know like I'm gonna need you to calm it down a bit I'm gonna need you to you know gonna need you to moderate your language I'm gonna you know whatever whatever it is I think that largely people will just be like, you know, oh God, sorry, all right, sorry, you know. Didn't yeah. realise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one superpower I did notice I have when I started working in pubs is that I accidentally have a mum voice when I get angry. <laughs> mum yeah. voice is the best. I've got a teacher voice as well. It's it's, it's a superpower, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You've got to, I remember, you know, I was I used to work in a pub that showed a lot of a lot of sports and you know it, sports is a, it's a tribal it's a tribal affair people would get quite people would get quite loud and quite passionate lively yeah, lively that's, that's yeah lively yeah um and I sometimes at the time I was 18 as well I was I was fresh out of dropping out of university <laughs> and I, suddenly this mum voice just came out of me and I was like damn I'm gonna have to keep that up my sleeve that's gonna come in handy at some point but I will say that the, the really good thing about about Phantom, obviously, that they pay my wages. But no, the really good thing about Phantom <laughs> is that uh, paid for. <laughs> <laughs> the really good thing is that, um, in spite of the fact that it's you know it's a lot of blokes, um, and of the nine that, that we have, we have two full time ladies. The other the other seven are the other seven other seven are guys. Um, I've never once felt like I'm you know i've never either felt disenfranchised or tokenized for being a woman in the company which is a really good thing and it doesn't feel like like it's it's not macho culture i mean there are a bunch of clowns make no mistakes uh <laughs> yeah but that's yeah, different but, i was gonna say there's a misconception good. though there's yeah. a misconception that like women can't also be clowns yeah. like you know i mean like yeah. we can't joke around we can't we do all, any of that like we, we know all relentlessly take the mickey out of each other to a horrific extent and uh, if I got let off of having the Mickey taken out of me because I was being tokenized as the lady in the staff group, right. I would feel absolutely gutted. I, I, I wouldn't. I, would, I don't want to be in that position. But I will happily say that at Phantom, these things are, you know, these things are taking equal care opportunity of. piss yeah. take. <laughs> That's what it is. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's it. I, I like the fact that things are things are listened to and and taken seriously. Like, if I literally just today, it was something a complete non-issue. But I just said, oh, by the way, from a woman's perspective might want to reconsider just switching this up and they just went oh yeah good point thanks for raising that and I'm like good I'm, I'm, I, it's it, it shouldn't be a relief that I don't have to find my corner on things like that but it was a relief of like I'm, I'm glad that I'm in a, you know in a yeah. place where it's acknowledged that not everyone is going to be 
you know, of the exact same type of demographic as you. So it's a it's that's that's quite a relief. And obviously not everywhere is like this. I'm I'm very blessed to be in a position where I work in this place where we are we want to be, you know, moving forward, we want to continue to better ourselves and be a be a company that is fully welcoming and fully inclusive to absolutely everyone who comes our way. Um and not everywhere's like this. And it, it does it does fill me with a lot of you know wholesome joy and hope that there are so many like so many companies so many businesses and individuals in the beer industry at the moment who are fighting the good fight yeah. who are really speaking up about about that especially because pub culture is as you as you said Joanne it's so so traditionally macho and it can yeah. be very chauvinistic homophobic racist all the nasty things and uh there are a lot of a lot of places where that's incredibly deeply rooted. So it makes me happy that that we have the chance to, you know, be be the change. Yeah. Imagine some of that relief that you, like the way you're saying, like, I shouldn't have to feel relieved, but I kind of did feel relieved. I imagine <laughs> like part of that might be as well that if you've never been in a situation where you've had to face like if it's always been I'm trying to figure out how to word it if it's always been that it's so inclusive there's probably been very few situations where you're like oh my god I have to speak up and I have to say something in that specific setting where you're like oh no I mean at Phantom specifically not so much across the board oh, right. that yeah. it's, it's the like oh how are these guys going to take it when I if you've had bad past experiences you might be like oh how are these guys going to take it if I chime in is that going to be like a a hot a hot topic issue or is it gonna go down okay and then when it goes down okay you're like okay cool that's like sort of done and done like okay cool now we know where yeah. everyone stands on that absolutely and I, I always feel like I'm having a conversation from an equal standpoint and that if I say something that needs to be taken into consideration it will be taken into consideration if I say something stupid they'll tell me I'm being stupid and I like the fact that we're very much yeah. very much at, a, at an equal standpoint there because I mean it's there have been times like as you said before Tori like that you know there's this whole thing of uh I don't want to spoil the fun I think a lot of the times I am sure loads and loads of other women and I obviously I can't speak for anybody of of different races or sexualities here but I'm sure it happens to a lot of people who are marginalized in different industries or different social settings where you kind of feel like I don't want to speak up because I'll kill the fun and then I'll be the troublemaker I'll be the difficult one here because then it will be oh we don't want to, no, don't, don't invite Charlotte down the pub because all she does is she gets annoyed and talks about feminism if we call her bird. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know. Like, I'm the difficult one. <laughs> I think I should just get that tattooed on my forehead. Yeah. But like, <laughs> difficult. I, think, you know, I think like, you don't, and you don't want to be painted as like being like, oh, they're no fun because they always, you can't make a joke because they always get this. Well, you have to understand how like there, there is a fine line between, yeah. you know, there's a fine line between having an established joke with your mates and saying things that are just outright yeah yeah like disenfranchising towards towards people who are marginalized yeah in so many different ways and I think there's a there's a there's a fine line with that and so many times I've kind of just you know not so much recently uh I'm far more outspoken and I'm proud about that in recent years but especially when I was you know you know freshly out of my parents house and out you know out and about in the world and being all young and excited about everything so many times I would shut myself up uh just being like oh, but you know I'm hanging out with the guys I don't want to be I don't want to be difficult like, I don't want to yeah I'm not going to make this about me no no no. I'm hanging out with the guys these guys are really it's like oh man I want to go back and shake young Charlotte and be like what were you doing like why are you trying to like 
why are you trying to impress all these all these stupid people? Why are you don't don't be afraid of being difficult. Basically, sometimes you've got yeah. to be difficult to make your point to to put your point across. If if people weren't difficult, the world would never progress. Like we no, would just precisely. never have a progression if everyone was like, oh, I don't want to be difficult. Like, oh, I'd like to maybe improve the way these like codes for, for this thing. Works. <laughs> I don't want to be difficult, so maybe let's just not. Like, it just would well, never happen as well. It's like. Um, Oh, I had a point. Never mind. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the other thing. Out of my brain. I think the other thing though is about that difficult thing. Like, I don't know if either of you can relate to this, but I found like there might be something that like I'm personally not offended by myself. Um, but someone says something like in a in a setting. Like, I remember being out like at the cinema with somebody and and they were like saying um there was obviously someone that was that was transgendered coming out of a bathroom and they were like look at look at and I was like look at what and they were like oh like you know look at them and I was just like there's nothing to look at I don't they're coming out of the toilet what is there to look at and it's like you know like obviously that's not directed to me it's not something that like I'm personally going to be offended by in the sense of like it's not targeting me but it makes me feel uncomfortable to be around somebody that's saying something that could hurt somebody else and, and it is targeted to somebody else and so it's yeah, that thing it's of just, like it's just cruel it's just yeah. it's just cruel yeah. it's like watching kids picking on each other on the bus home from school and you see them picking on like the little kid with the bad haircut or something like but obviously on a much larger societal scale yeah. but the principle is the same is that you like, yeah. like much larger i don't mean to trivialize anything here no, that no, analogy, yeah, but no. like but um we like to paint in broad strokes here it's, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> like and uh, on like this, the principle being the same is that, you know, it's, I think it's, I would be quite wary around someone who doesn't have the empathy to feel uh, discomfort or to feel sorry for someone who's being treated in a poor way. Like, whether it's on a superficial level or on a case of, you know, serious marginalisation. Like, the thing I was going to say, it has come back to me. <laughs> I know, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> uh, the thing I was going to say is that the quite often you do get told if you point out to someone you know the things you're saying you know that's not okay that's not that's not good talk they'll be like oh well, you're ruining my fun like oh we're just having it's a just bit a joke it's just a laugh it's just a laugh it's just banter mate it's just banter, banter. you're being yeah, emotional that, that, you're just being an emotional thing oh, it's, the one, <laughs> it's just a joke it's banter the one that always gets me is when like when it's like a sexist beer name or something like that i'm going off on a tangent here but it, it, like, <laughs> we, this, oh, is no, we, this is what we do yeah, this is this what we is do what we so like we were supposed to talk about pub school. culture yeah. yeah and and we've like we it's 15 minutes before we're supposed to let you go and we're not even on the second beer it's saturday night it's saturday night and sundays i don't work tomorrow the only thing i have on my agenda is doing a face mask and drinking a growler full of stout so perfect that sounds like the best sunday ever <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful routine i have yeah, to say. Yeah, all under the banner of self-care it's so good that's the best right so sexist beer names and you get like someone's like oh people are talking about this sexist beer name but oh it's just funny isn't it but what well, no it's not and then and then you get the wimp like the women going oh yeah no but i think it's funny so it can't be sexist <laughs> But yes, it can, because there are people telling you that it is making them uncomfortable and that is stopping them from being part of this community. And we shouldn't be stopping anybody from being a part of our communities. Yeah, and, I think, bottom line. and I think and that's to... it. Is is like sorry, Tiny Red Bull, for example, they had right. that like um the, the gardener 
advert up yeah. that was like trim your bush yeah. whatever and i'm not gonna lie like i laughed at it because i've i've made comments of like i'm going outside i'm going oh ha 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 funny but like it becomes a problem when not when in a professional somebody... setting exactly it's it's a professional yeah. versus like jokes with your mates at home and the pro- and knowing your audience and all that but also the fact is when you are saying it in a professional setting it doesn't matter if out of three of us one of us says like oh i'm comfortable with it it made me laugh that doesn't give you the right to say two other people have said it's made them feel uncomfortable therefore we're going to go with the one person that suits our agenda and not the two people that's like because no if you feel it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable i think it sets a precedent as well of being like oh well that's a it's a little bit of a naughty joke so uh let's make some more naughty jokes like it kind of sets that that precedent which is slippery slope to be on exactly um and not, not that I should have just named, like, I should not have just, but I was like, that's the prime example. Everybody knows about it. Everyone knows about it. That's not point saying it. No, but it's 100% true. It does set this precedent for it being like, yeah. you know, and the other thing as well is just like, you know, you, it's not a difficult concept to understand that some things are okay to say in certain company like i might be okay sitting around with my mates in the garden of the hoppy place in windsor having a couple of jokes with each other and being a bit rude to each other because we're friends and it's established that we can make digs at each other because that's what we do if i was to then if i was just to go to a different pub and sit down in the garden and start chatting to some strangers and say things of a similar vein i it's quite likely that they would really not take well to it you know, yeah. and I I wouldn't take well to someone just a total stranger making digs at me because I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You don't know me. Why are you knowing yeah. your audience? Exactly. Yeah. It's precisely that. And it's it's like these people who go, you know, oh, I, how can I hate women? My mum's one. Like, you know, <laughs> I've right. got sisters. I've, That's I've like got, saying I've, I'm not I've racist. I've got a black friend. Yeah, I've got a black friend. It's not a difficult concept that, you know, that 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 not every audience is going to be exactly the same. And especially with things that are as genuine uh genuine and still such a hugely pervasive issue in modern British society as issues like racism and sexism and transphobia and homophobia, with these issues that are so very real, you know, instead of whinging about people ruining your fun, just consider the fact that you're genuinely impacting on other people's very real day-to-day lives. Yeah. I would rather, I, would, I don't mind stopping the fun of three rowdy idiots at the bar who are making nasty jokes if it means that a, a whole demographic of people feel safer to have fun you know what I mean and at like, the end I, of the I day like, what you're gonna yeah. get like Yelp reviews from the three guys that were like oh I'm I was making sexist jokes someone who is telling <laughs> if, if I get a bad review for, if, if we at the brewery I mean I, I'm sure they will agree with me on this because I'm you know I, I, I know that we we all have this very inclusive attitude we get a review at the brewery saying oh they told me to stop making homophobic jokes at the bar then I, I would Imagine say yeah. someone having the balls. Yeah, like right. how dare they I did. tell me I that did, I can I make homophobic jokes? Because that's not that's not the kind of establishment this is. That's not the kind no. of place we want to be. That is a dark part of pub culture that we want to very much leave behind. Yeah. But it's like you might get like okay, a bad review from the people you told off who are obviously biased about the situation. But I know that if I was the person that was sitting next to them. Um, and I might not have thought as like a non-Yelp user or anything, like I don't really rate that quote, like I don't use those that much. Um, I might be sitting there and going like, oh, I'm having a really good time, but I'd never think to go home and be like, yeah, really good review. But if I'm sitting there and someone makes me feel uncomfortable and you walk up and go like, no, 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 that's not what we do here. I'm going to be like, oh my God, yes, absolutely. Yes, I cannot wait to go and preach about how amazing this is and tell all my friends that actually... This is. I think you end up getting more people on board by. Oh yeah, you get more horrible people off. 
yeah it is it is just a very nasty vocal minority well okay i don't know how much vocal minority of people it is because unfortunately a lot of people of late have been showing their asses being unpleasant um but for lack of a more eloquent term (laughs) but um i i think that i i think that the vast majority of people feel more comfortable to be safe to know that wow this shit's not going to be tolerated that at the moment you know they're, they're they're making fun of the person sitting on table two but the second they start turning to table three table four and they get to me like you know i'm 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 not here just behind i'm not i'm not being protected here just because of the fact that i'm sat slightly further away i don't feel safe sat in a place where someone is just free to talk you know to, to talk in a horrible discriminatory way i mean yeah. i've left a, i've i've left a pub and i've emailed them previously because of issues like this because i because you know i think i distinctly remember a delivery driver coming in once to drop something off at a pub and one of um one of the customers just started just hurling like like nasty comments their way and there was a delivery driver and none of the staff even said anything and i was just sitting there at the end of the bar with my pint just gobsmacked like i can't believe you're letting someone speak to another person on your turf in this way it's yeah. just so cruel and i definitely don't feel comfortable here now right <laughs> no because because yeah. it's kind of like when you go out with your friends and somebody that you know says something that's a bit off color and you're just like oh you really shouldn't say that sort of thing um and you tell your friend off like it's an because ex- they're an extension of you and it's like for mm-hmm. me i always panic like oh my god i don't want to be associated with that comment right, i don't want yeah. people to think that that's how i feel so i'd rather tell them off and make it known that i'm telling oh, yeah. them off so it's like distance myself completely you'd think that as a business you would be like i want to make sure you know <laughs> this is not what my values are yeah. this is so far removed from what i want but then i guess for some people uh some some businesses obviously not phantom but other businesses you might have people that are like well money's money especially when times are tough money's money so you know they're a regular customer i can't exactly tell them off so i think that's really great that like you feel you're part of a company that's not afraid to stand up and be like yeah no we don't do that here i mean the fact that you've got like tampons in your bathroom it's like i feel like most it's places you walk in but it's dirty amazing it's tampon. such a basic <laughs> thing and and it shouldn't it shouldn't be so rare to come by i know for a fact the nags head in reading do as well i know this for a true fact um but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be such a rarity but it's such a nice thing. and also the other thing as well is the fact that like all of our toilets are unisex uh and all of them all of them are cubicles so all of them can be used by literally anyone uh and it's like that and i think that's something that loads of places don't do even though they everybody should i don't get it i don't get the problem with toilets like, i've definitely just, gone i've definitely gone to a men's them... toilet before because i've not i was like i'm not saying it like uh, i can tell you turtle i've definitely gone in the purple turtle and read it and i've gone like this queue for the ladies room is actually ridiculous i've walked to the men's room there was definitely men peeing at the cubicle yeah, and i was like i don't care like... i'm going in the store i'm not waiting for a pee if you've been um but there's no shame in turtle <laughs> there is no shame. I was going to say the the Black Heart in Camden, who recently just hit their uh, benchmark for crowdfunding to be able to reopen, and I'm over the moon. Did um, they actually hit it? Yay! They hit it. <laughs> I'm so happy because I absolutely love that place. It was the last gig I went to before lockdown, just over a year ago. So I have, you know, I, I have a lot of love for that place, and I would have been absolutely gutted if I couldn't have gone back if they couldn't have opened up again. But um, they are quite known for their toilets. They have a, a unique 
vibe. And they said themselves, uh, if you've ever been to the toilets of the Black Heart, don't need to worry about what's in the vaccine. You're fine. <laughs> very, sounds a lot, very that sounds bad. a lot like turtle, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> or at least like old turtle, not new turtle. What's that smell? <laughs> Ambiance. <laughs> oh, the public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's brilliant. Um, but but yeah, no, I when I obviously I like I tried this one. I was like, I just need to know how it looks real quick. And I noticed actually that it was unisex toilets, and I was like, yeah, well done. But I kind of find that. Um, I found it when I went to Daya's tap room. I found it when I went to every time I go to Siren's tap room. Like, oh, it seems. No, to I've be... never been to the Siren tap room. <laughs> I can't even. That I went in to pick me. up my order today, and I was wearing this, and they were like phantom that's in Reading, isn't it i was like yeah 10 minute walk from the train station when it opens back up it's a huge space get down there they were like yeah, yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> oh awesome <laughs> i did oh, I, cool. I was i went into siren wearing somebody else's i felt like i was cheating on them i, was, I had the mask on though. i was like i'm wearing your mask so just you know i i literally i had uh, a, a chap come in today to fill up uh fill up his growler um and he was with a uh, little 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 kid with him I would guess pretty like four or five years old, right? And this kid, after I filled up the growler, charged him and I was like, right, have a lovely weekend, mate, you know. And he goes, yeah, we will. And then the kid just goes, daddy's going to go get some more beer now. And he was <laughs> like, yes, yes, we are. He's going to the other place to get more beer. And I was just laughing. And the dad was like, yeah, yeah, we get one here and we get one for double barreled. He's going to the other place to get more beer. And he was like, they don't mind. They're all friends. Everyone, <laughs> ev- they all know each other. They're all friends. No competition. Like, There's room for I fully felt like he just like outed his mistress or something. Right. I was like, oh my going God. Going to the other beer place. But that's it. Though, that, kid felt, that kid <laughs> felt like he was like telling this big secret. This big secret. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dad felt like he had to defend it. incredibly sweet. I thought that was incredibly sweet. <laughs> that is that's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, oh, before we keep this conversation, because yeah. I, w- I want to crack another beer. So yeah. I'm going to crack yeah. upstairs, downstairs. downstairs. This downstairs. is your new session pills, isn't it? I like yeah, the, the Escher artwork on it. So, oh, yeah. Oh, about I it. Where's, I, I want David Bowie on here. Where is he? That's a good point, actually. But the thing is, it's this isn't a labyrinth reference as much as I wish it was. No, it's not. Uh, it's it's an office reference because who doesn't love the Ooh. office? Uh, yeah, I think I, I quoted it basically word for word in the Instagram caption when I when I posted <laughs> about this beer. It's David Brent's new game show, and that's what it is after. <laughs> but um, so yeah, upstairs downstairs. This was canned. Uh, I want to say two weeks ago now. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty new. Uh, 100% Sartre hops, 4.1%. Sartre's added at, I think, three different points uh, before the boil and then on the whirlpool afterwards as well. Um, so you get, you know, it's, it's relatively low bitterness. It's just a lovely floral, herby, a little bit of hay and uh, just a little bit of citrus on the finish. Nice and crisp, nice and clean and uh very very easy to knock back only 4.1 so yeah this it's, is it's very, so, so <laughs> very easy to drink and it's just so funny like the amount of times that like between joe and myself always like, i don't like a lager don't i like, like pills and don't like it um Slow. i was like oh smells smells like a typical pills oh what's this gonna taste like oh, you guys did a lager tasting last night didn't you yeah yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I feel like, can I can I can I make an amendment to the post that I had? I thought that all the ones that I had, with the exception of one, were actually Polish. They were not. I was corrected. Not? Two of them were Lithuanian. Oh, <laughs> and oh, I said, I'm really sorry. Interesting. I couldn't read the label. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> we were trying. She was trying to tell us what ABV they were. She's like, I don't know. I can't. I can't understand any of it. <laughs> I can't find it. I was like, there's no numbers. I was like, there's one here that says 12, but I'm fairly certain this is not 12%. I was like, I can't read it. Is I tried great, Google yeah. Translate. I was like, I no. can't find any of it. No. It's all That is so <laughs> it's good. All dark, it's like, dangerous, yeah. dangerous it's Only one was Polish, two were Lithuanian. So, well, yeah. Well, so, I mean, but we we, we love this is thank you i mean we we love lager um like we we really really do uh dane has said before that whilst obviously phantom most of what we make is is some form of an ipa or pale ale or certainly was for most of 2020 um his favorite thing all the time is a check is a check pilsner like he absolutely loves them yeah Yeah, well i've said I've said, I don't like lager, I don't like lager, I don't like lager. And then it was just like, and then I started, then I read A Brief History of Lager. And it was just like, oh, nice. Vienna lager is, Vienna lager is a lager. Dunkel is a lager. (laughs) And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, when you you hear lager, you think of that fizzy tasteless stuff that, you know, you're drinking when you're at uni. You think macro. You think macro. You you do. And that's not what it is. Like, it's this. And like, Check peels now because it's just got that lovely multi body. That was yeah. the tasting oh. we did last night. Was yeah, that's what it was now. But I, was I like, couldn't get check one, so I, I was only like, got right. hard I'm gonna throw them all in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we are doing whatever. a lager, and we're doing check, we're doing check peels now. Here we go. I think everyone has like a. I think everyone has like a lager epiphany at some point. Mm. I think, and mine, I think, came like towards the end of summer last year. Like because when I was like when I was eighteen, I was drinking like just, like Camden Hells because it was in my local pub. Um, mm. You know, and it said it said it said craft lager on it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm drinking something craft. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I was 18, man. Like, it's fine. But like, so that was that was that was me me then. And then when I started to get more into when I actually got into craft beer, it was always very much with a focus on IPAs and pales because that was what was big. And then I hit my stouts yeah. and my sours, and it, yep. for a long time. And I think this is I think this is true of a lot of avid craft beer drinkers you kind of reject lager because you're like no yeah that's the bad stuff that's the right bit. but proper lager is just and yeah as you said joanne it's just it's just so, so much more versatility and variety than so many people would have you believe yeah. like something like utopian's vienna lager is an absolute vienna godsend lager. of a beer it's I absolutely on vienna lager that's what got me into beer was a vienna lager good Right. so good right. i mean i'm just brewing one know. downstairs right now <laughs> like, i'm coming to kent yes <laughs> i feel like we, we need like on this podcast like we need some type of like bell dinging for like every time we're like i don't like lagers normally but this <laughs> one's like <laughs> this one <laughs> like, no we just we don't say I don't, I don't like lager anymore we are we are being more specific and saying exactly, exactly what we don't exactly yeah, but it, ones we don't like. It's because we started off going. Yeah. I don't really. I don't normally like lager, but like I yeah. really like this. And then it would that be like is banned. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would just keep progressing. I went I to it. um the hive, who's like walking distance from me, and I went. We to, like the to, hive. Big yeah, you guys are on. You guys are on tap at the high. <laughs> yeah, this is on tap. Um, and I was speaking to to the owners and um. 
talking about lot we got into talking about lagers and stuff and, and I was saying like yeah I used to always say that I didn't like lagers but that's so stupid I really do and then I was telling them like the black lager from Greybrook I was like oh my god it was oh my god. so yeah. more right? it was incredible I was like get on those black lagers like yeah. if you've not had one have it it is yeah. so good <laughs> but I yeah. honestly and so my my other half is slightly behind on his lager epiphany because when I took him to <laughs> He is. You can like, he just eats blankets. I am. I'm doing my best. I'm giving him many hangovers. He's not happy with me. But um, I remember when we, so when we had Oktoberfest at Phantom, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal like event to work and then to, to drink at. It was so much fun. Did you stand on um, tables? I need to know. No, we had to, it was table service and social distancing, Tori. We were being responsible. Oh, stand on tables much. when it's table service. Oh, well, you can't have your own you tables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you have a mask and you're two meters apart. Yeah, there we go. But no, um, it was it was it was tremendous fun. It was that was a really, really good event. Um we had all of the second unit was the Oktoberfest room. And um it was all in, you pay for your ticket, you get a stein, which you get to take home with you, and you get um unlimited lager. And uh, we had our new Marzen on tap, which oh I my god, how did I miss so good, so good. <laughs> I, love I, I was so proud of that beer. Um, I say that as if I had anything yeah. to do with brewing it. I just drink a lot of it. Um, like we did so good. We all did we together. All, we guys, did. You, well were done, you were there. You were there. You were offering moral yeah. support. You were just yeah. as much a part of that. You probably gave it I positive vibes. Them. Well, yeah, there you go. There you see, yeah, if you can do it wrong. Them would have changed everything exactly <laughs> except we had it on keg at the festival so i'd literally you could have served that, it wrong nobody needs to know <laughs> no, um, <okay>. but so <laughs> we had we had that we had uh we had uh the vienna utopian lager on we had okay. a braybrook uh rustic lager on i think we had rothouse pills and there was one more and i can't for the life of me remember what it was but all in all the really really good lager selection yeah. right and i remember i brought my other half to that and I, he was he was like, oh, they're all really nice. Just, you know me, I'm not really that, I'm not really that much of a lager fan. Every, he had every single one of them and he was sitting there going, God, this is really, yeah, I don't like lager, but this is really good. And I'm okay. like, listen to yourself. Yeah, listen wow. to what say. <laughs> you could be our next podcast guest where we'll do all lagers exclusively. No, no. All three of us. All right, so what we like, need to do lagers is, are good. <laughs> we need to get all three of our other halves on because both of ours just go, yeah, that tastes like beer. <laughs> literally to be fair like to be fair to rick like he does like he when you saw him Charlotte, we were at hoppy place like he was driving so he couldn't really drink he was just having tasters he likes beer but then for him well, i'm like what does that taste like he's like it's just like beer like, like, beer. Yeah, <laughs> like do you taste the difference between these ipas and he's just like tastes like beer yeah it's hoppy <laughs> <laughs> so i oh i got gordon to try the the green um <laughs> the green uh white hag sh- uh shamrock oh, shake the, the one shamrock and i was shake. like right i was like i was like how are you on mint and he was like you know i don't mind mint i was like right picked up this green beer and went right taste that and he drank it and i just looked at him and he was like yeah that one doesn't taste like beer <laughs> i was like thank <laughs> goodness i thought you were just gonna go toast like beer like you always do you've had a breakthrough <laughs> that's it that's the epiphany but he's a beer sommelier people could be like what was the changing moment for you you're like well it was this green shit is that that shit? Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm shit. sure it wasn't shit i haven't tried it i like white hag beers by and didn't like i, it. I didn't mind see i didn't like i didn't it. hate it i didn't hate it but it was it's definitely novelty i like right? mint i like mint so if you like it from a mint a hater bit. it was just i couldn't explain it it was weird 
I like I've had, I, I usually if I've had mint before in a beer, I've, I've had mint in sours and I've had like claydons, and I've had mint in stouts, a peppermint stout or whatever. Yeah. That beer did look a bit like Listerine to me. <laughs> like I, I will. I've got another can. You can have the can, the extra it's can, and find out for yourself. Because I mean, it was like I didn't hate it, but it's not one that I want to. It's definitely yeah, like, it's, it's a like, one. It's a one and done beer. I, I think. Yeah, I'll send you my. I'll give you my extra. I'm sure. I'm sure that was the intention of White yeah. Hag, though. They're smart. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah the mochaccino. The mochaccino I had after it was like, their beers are good. I like their beers. The yeah, one for me that I that I'm really into that uh, that Nick really yeah. likes as well is the puka, which is oh, yes. the mixed berry hibiscus ginger lemon kettle sour. Holy shit! And it's it's only three and a half percent. And it's just dry, floral, fruity, zesty, mm, so yeah. good. And it like it's one of those that it's only in a little can as well, only in a little three thirty. Yeah. One of those in each pocket if you go for a long walk in summer <laughs> and you are sorted. That's so it. Good. So when you walk That's from double barrel down to Phantom, precisely <laughs> those are your road tinnies. <laughs> so to so obviously Joanne, I know I know you're not local as well, and I'm not sure what your reach is on listeners, but uh, the Reading. Reading geography lesson for anyone who is particularly interested. Pull up Google Maps now. I'll give you a moment. Okay, right. So, <laughs> like your built-in pause break. Yeah. You are a pro at this. Yeah, I'm a woman of the people. What can I say? Um, but so Reading Central Station uh, is, I think, is just one stop along from Tilehurst, which is the closest station to Double Barrel Brewery. Tilehurst is a local stopping sort of station, so it's literally two minutes down the line from Reading. But if you miss a train to or from Tilehurst, you're going to be there for, you know, years. It, like it's, yeah. it's one of those that quite often they, they just have really long gaps between the trains. Just the nature of the beast, really. Um, while it's only a couple of minutes on the train, uh, it's about maybe, a, you know, a 40 minute walk from Double Barreled back to Phantom. Because as I say, Phantom is, is right by, basically right by uh, Burning Central Station. So it is a bit of a walk. And the first time I went to uh, Phantom was the same day as the first time I went to Double Barrel. And I remember it was the first Saturday of January 2020. So at this point, Double Barrel were, I think, just over a year old. And Phantom had really only just opened. Um, so I was really keen to get to them. And uh, we got we got on a train that got us to Tilehurst. Uh, went Double Barrel, had a wonderful time, drank, I think, everything out on their tap wall and a couple of guest things as well. So we were... Uh, well-oiled yes. I would say sufficiently well-oiled <laughs> like um, and then decided I'm gonna use that yeah I mean out of context I'm not sure how uh, PG-13 it sounds but anyway <laughs> no we we had, we had we had our beer jackets on right and like I say it's the yeah. first it's the first weekend in January uh, and we decided we would walk because we were like uh, sod getting a taxi can't be asked don't have any cash on us whatever it's difficult we'll just walk wanging it down with rain at this point right it's, it's only like i don't know half past five but it is it's january already dark because it's january and that <laughs> yeah. is how the world well, i mean let's face it this is berkshire you know this is what it's like um the walk i can tell you now for a fact so much easier when you've had a few beers it didn't yes. feel that long and we got into phantom <laughs> we were both like <laughs> pretty, we were both pretty damp at this point we'd never been in before but it was great there was a shuffleboard table nice beers on tap i was <laughs> like i don't care how cold i am i'll be absolutely <laughs> fine <laughs> But so yeah, that's the that's the uh, geographical setup and the difference of the two, which is why, as Tori suggested to me yesterday when I was talking about it, probably a good idea to have a couple of tinnies in your pocket for the walk. 
just <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah obviously my, my suggestion was like yeah you just like she was like yeah you make the walk you just get the I was like you have tinnies in your pocket and then she was like no 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 you get you drink a lot first so I was like and then you have tinnies, tinnies in your pocket in your- <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the level of class that I'm at she was like you just get sufficiently drunk like, at the first place and I was like but don't you want to keep the party going on your way <laughs> to place number two <laughs> yeah I mean, the, look the, the party's always good whenever I'm around the party. <laughs> the party the party doesn't start until i walk in i was i was like please tell me you're gonna say till i walk in (laughs) that's it you know that's that's the way it works that's 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 just how i roll it's um, gonna be brilliant to take joanne when we can go out and about again and i'm gonna be like you're you're coming to redden we're going out doing the call around we're we're so blessed in Berkshire. we have a really really good beer scene i mean obviously there's i mean We've got obviously there's Phantom, there's Double Barreled, we've got Elusive, we've got Siren, we've got Wild Weather, uh, we've got Wild Weather, we have got Dolphin. There are so many fantastic little places that uh, that are that are based in Berkshire, as well as obviously you know you've got so many great pubs, bars, bottle shops, and stuff like that. Like obviously in Windsor, the Hoppy Place, my local, very 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 close to my heart. Recent winners of the Seba Beer Retailer yes, of the Year Award. Yes. Congratulations <laughs> to them for very, that. Very, very happy for them. Um, and then, obviously, you know, in Reading, you've got, you know, you've got the Nags Head, which is one Nags of Head, one of yeah. one of the most fantastic pubs that that is local to me. You've got the Grumpy Goat, who, I mean, it's beer and cheese, which are my two favourite nouns <laughs> in the whole world. Um, and they are, I believe, planning on opening up a bar at some point this year not like they're not rushing it as far as I'm aware it's not one of those things where they're just going to turn it around for as soon as possible I think they really want to take their time to make this great bar which I'm so excited about because I mean their beer and spirits and wine and cheese selection they've that they that they curate there is just so so good it's so on point and the idea of being able to nip in and have a have a nice little have a nice little bottle of something Belgian and a couple of little slabs of cheese. I mean oh, that sounds it's a godsend. Heavy, yeah. and I, we, <laughs> I'm so amazing. blessed to have something like that so close to me. Like it's like in Berkshire we are so blessed. We've got so many great people in beer around us. It's it's wonderful. It's I really, think, really wonderful. I think even on the more accessible level as well, like if you're going out with friends who may be a bit more intimidated by some of the craft, like the craft offerings, they like, I mean, you've got zero degrees as well. So you can kind of like compromise yeah, of and you can be like, yeah, go into zero degrees. And like, I've had some like really, really nice wheat beers from zero degrees that they've made there as well. And I, mean, I knew, I, knew really, I would really miss really some off the list and now I feel really bad. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 <laughs> but I, no, but to be fair, I think that's the, the kind that you, like, you don't think about because it's not, it's a brewery but it's not a brewery if you know what I mean like it's it's not the place that you look at and be like oh yeah like that's the same place I'd associate with the likes of like Phantom in Wild Weather and like those places. A warehouse. (laughs) Yeah 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 yeah. it's not that traditional like crafty like (laughs) feel to it. Everything is stainless steel or tiles. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) so you've got that and then you've also got um you've got (laughs) yeah oh my god it drives my electrician friend up the wall like going into Ah! Seven Bone going into Seven Bone he's like this place he's like this place is not finished there's a code 27 over there and we're like that's the feel he's like well i just don't get it if you just put a little bit more money into it you just finish it i like like it (laughs) on this i remember a really interesting discussion i can't remember who started it it was someone quite prominent on beer twitter i think let's say for the sake of argument it might have been melissa cole i don't know it might have been melissa cole but it was a just i just started off like a tweet just saying 
this whole thing about like you know the industrial look of a lot of breweries particularly the smaller ones in london that are on small yeah. industrial sites a lot of the time it can actually lead to um can actually lead to the place just being like less accessible and less comfortable because it can sometimes just be an easy way out again yeah. I, i'm not 100 certain of who it was who said this but it did spark a really interesting discussion about the fact that quite often it just means that you you know it, it can just be like oh well we're industrial we're just this and it That's is our look. sometimes it's <laughs> Sometimes it is literally just an excuse for being. We don't need to repaint. We don't need to replaster. It's right. It's all the industrial look. It's a building ground. (laughs) Coming, coming slightly back to the toilet discussion we had earlier. I literally remember going to a a craft bar in London, which I will not name, where the toilet cubicles. I'm not joking. They had saloon doors. Yeah, because that's what you do for a toilet. Yeah, I've definitely been to some of those. Yeah, saloon, like, sal- oh, saloon doors. Now, saloon doors. You know, they they generally tend to start about. <laughs> yeah. Now, as as someone who, without going into too much detail, sits down to use the bathroom. Yep. Not exactly practical <laughs> when you sit down no. and the doors end at about your belly button. Yeah. Not practical. No. Really, really not good. I well just waved to everyone walking <laughs> by. Like, yeah. Oh no, no, no. My 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 torso and my head were blocked Completely off. It was hidden, everything yeah. from the waist down that was excited, which is the it was. Yeah. Not a, maybe not that's a the vibe setup. they were going for. <laughs> I re- I did not think it was that sort of establishment. No. It was like three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. I was not ready for that when I walked in. But um, it's needless to say, we moved down the road. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that sometimes there is sometimes there is a perhaps so there are some places maybe some of the newer ones that start up that are like, well, this is what looks cool because this is what people do. They they go for the industrial look and then they literally just don't do anything, and it can make the place literally inaccessible for for people to people to use (laughs) like if you don't have proper you know wheelchair ramps if you Mm. don't have you know suitable sturdy seating if you don't have somewhere that you know is comfortable an environment to drink in yeah uh it it can be a bit of a nightmare but i'm happy to say that all of our beloved establishments in Berkshire are very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, even like, so I know like people's feelings of brew dog aside, like even the brew mm. dog there, there's like the, the there's a ramp access there. Mm. And then oh, like, yeah. regardless of how you feel about brew dog beers, they've yeah. got like a really good guest selection because I remember like one of the first wild weathers that I had was at, uh, was at a brew dog. Mm. Um, I think I might've had one before that, but like one of their more adventurous ones that I was like, yeah. Oh, I've, like, what is this? This is, this is interesting. I grabbed that and I was like, Oh, they do. The one in Reading does tend to have like quite a lot of more like local-ish breweries as well, which is really as, good. As, as, I, as I think, as I think one should, a, yeah. a bar a, a, yeah. generally, it's nice to have a local selection on. Yeah, definitely. But they I, could I easily, but they could easily go. I'm just going to go with the bigger names of what we yeah. normally I'm deal go with. with yeah, and the yeah. fact that they've gone with like, oh yeah, you've got like the wild weathers and stuff like that. It's it's just quite yeah. interesting. But to cool. bring it back to Phantom, your establishment though. So obviously, because I was there, we said at the beginning I was there, and I got to take sort of a look inside. And it's, I mean, as we said, it's it's quite big. It's so open, and as you said, you can play around with the space because what you've done, which I think is really 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 smart of of you guys is you've sort of created a little nook mm-hmm. like the building inside a building area basically. it is a little nook <laughs> it's like you've got this big like picture it for anyone listening and and, and joe you've got this like big open <laughs> warehouse and then you've got this little room that's an open there's no doors on it or anything just like a black box of a big open room that's got like some really nice like the really the ceiling's nice there's nice lighting in it there's a nice tiled bar it's it's 
very nice looking and a nice if you framed to... backlit bar stuff it's, exactly. it's very pretty yeah. if you were to look at it you'd be like that's a t- like you can see how that's a totally separate space as well like you could see, you can tell that there's like the that's the cozy little nook room but then you also have all this other space to play around with and it's not uncomfortable and you're like drinking you know with the with all the like brewery gear around in the background as well and it's quite a nice vibe and and yeah I think it's it does that where it's well thought out it's not just like cool we've done an industrial you know exposed everything so there you go we've saved money on renovations like they really took the time to set up a space within a space as well um and it's just really really cool because you like when I sort of turned the corner and I was like Ooh. oh you're, you're like you've not been to the haunt before have you it's like no and I was like Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, your face was wonderful. It made me so happy like... to just. <laughs> so I mean, I, I like honestly, like I, I, I'm a sucker for nice bar design. It makes me happy. I spend a lot of my time in bars, uh, just because it's my job. Obviously, not for any recreational purposes. You would never. But, um, I get it. No. Never. No. No. I'm, I'm, I'm well behaved, and I resent the implication that I'm not. Uh, but. Uh, I I uh, I'm I'm a sucker for good bar design. I mean, I think the double barreled bar design is fantastic as well. They've got these because I went in winter. It's the one time I've been because I literally just it's ever since they reopened, I've been busy working forty minutes walk away down at Phantom. Yeah. So I've just literally not had the chance <laughs> at the moment. But um, I'm hoping to be able to free up some more time to go over there when things do open again. But they've got like they've um we've got some heating in the tap room uh, which we didn't install until fairly recently, unfortunately. But I remember being impressed by even the way they heated the open space. Because let's face it, it's a warehouse. It's going to get bloody cold and drafty in there. Like, it's an industrial warehouse, how these things work. So it being winter, most people who go to breweries quite frequently know to wear an extra layer. But the way that they've set it out in the way that they've set it out in double barrels, they had like the hanging heaters that were about, you know, like a high ceiling away from you. So you barely noticed that you were sat in a warehouse. It was like a really cozy. And I thought that was like ingenious. I was so happy about like that's a really creative way to do things. And um, I like creative uses of space. I like you know people making the most of what they're given and as I say we're like we're 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 really blessed that Phantom we do have so much space meant that when we can when we could reopen on the many many full starts and rule changes there have been um because we've got so much space it's quite easy for us to distance effectively to be able to put out really big pathways basically between every single table so that it's easy for the staff to get through and to serve people uh, effectively and safely and efficiently and also for customers to to be you know uh quite quite comfortable in knowing that like right okay I'm not cramped in I'm not cramped in here so we're we're, we're very we're very blessed in that sense so yeah that's um something that I'm that I'm very grateful for and I just I absolutely can't wait to be able to, to be able to open again it's very nice to be able to have people coming in for takeaways because it's great to, you see familiar faces obviously yeah. And that's that's really, really nice because you get to talk to people about the beers. People tell you what they thought about what they got last week and they want to get more of it now. And I love that. It makes me so happy. Um, and it's great. But the, I, it's such a different feeling from putting a pint down in front of somebody. I can't wait to do that, <laughs> to be able to just give someone a pint and be like, all right, there you go. It's on your tab. And, the, you know, like that is just an entirely different. It's an entirely different game. And I, I can't wait to do it. 
Yeah, you've got what you're saying. You've got like the two, you've got sort of two units next to each other as well. So you've got like even more space and and it's it's the room within the room, which is the haunt. It's very like clean, sleek, modern, and it just looks really nice. And then you've got this whole other huge warehouse, like two huge warehousey spaces for when we were saying like, basically what you said when I was there the other day it was very much like there are some tap rooms that you'd be like well in order for us to socially distance we could have like three tables in and then it becomes like is it worthwhile to open up my tap room again to only be able to have like you know three people in and you know how, how does it work whereas like and, and that's, you guys will have that's so what, much room <laughs> and obviously that's not the fault of anybody who bought no, a small no, space because, no. because no. Let's face it, who the hell Thought. No one thought that. <laughs> Who the hell thought? Sit people you know two meters apart yeah. at some point in the future. No yeah, one thought me, in January. No, no one thought in January when it was happening. Yeah. Like last year's January when it was yeah. happening in yeah. other countries that we were like, yeah, we're all going to be like that as well. Yeah. Everyone was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll work. Good old British out. exceptionalism <laughs> saves the day once again. <laughs> I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we were saying it's gonna obviously you'll be able to do that soon assuming they don't you know pull the rug out from under us again fingers crossed yeah, touch wood totally everything else um any advice that you've got for people that are going back to the pub e.g something as simple as like just don't be a d just be nice <laughs> yeah, like, just I be kind to wait that's like what just kind generally of nice. in life that's such a major thing is just to be nice um be prepared that things might take a bit longer. Uh, I think that's. I think the vast majority of people that I've that I've served that I've communicated with have been really, really understanding. Um, I think, and I think that goes such a long way because it can be really stressful on our side as the staff um, to be adapting to new systems constantly. And no matter how much you practice, no matter how much you get used to things, things are going to take a little bit longer. And uh, even you know even things like you know running running orders back to the bar especially when everyone's just come in all at once for their booking you know you've only got so many taps on the bar yeah. there's only so quickly you can get all those first when everyone taps. wants feeling this <laughs> yeah, yeah you know like it's, it's one of those things i think i think obviously everyone is on the ball and they should be and i think that you know i, I think that it's great that you know there are there are such high standards these days most places in the craft beer industry for the staff to be really good at their job and to be really passionate about it and to want to give the good experience but at the same time you can't help that there will be delays especially when you're adapting to so many new systems and you know you might only have a few card readers so when you want to pay your bill and someone else is using the card reader don't be sitting there rolling your eyes and you know drumming your fingers on the table glaring at the wait staff because they can't yell at the other customer to put their pin in any quick you know like little yeah. things like that just a little bit of understanding goes such a long way and it makes the job so much easier because honestly for, like I, I maybe I'm just speaking for myself here but I think a lot of people in the industry feel the same way it's mortifying when things go wrong yeah so mortifying not just in the sense that not just in the not just in the sense that uh not just in the sense that you know oh something you know people might leave or they might not get another pint or something like that but um in the in the sense of oh my god people think I people think I don't care like people think I don't I'm not that bothered about them having a good time like and that is absolutely mortifying you'll have to forgive me my other half is downstairs watching the rugby if you can hear that <laughs> I, yeah. was gonna say, I was like who's got it's not my one whose one is mm. yelling it, yeah, I was going to say, my, my husband doesn't watch rugby, so it's not him. Yeah. He's, he's probably playing video games, so it could be him yeah. shouting, but I was like, no, no, no that's no, him. He's, watch, he's, he's watching the rugby, and I'm very sorry about how audible okay. that is. 
I... So, like, this is live. But that's the thing. It's it's absolutely it's absolutely mortifying for me from a working perspective to be like, oh my god, these customers think I don't give a monkeys about their night out. I don't want them to think that I'm being negligent here or that I'm be- that we're being lazy. I really want these guys to have a good time. And it's absolutely mortifying to be in that position of thinking oh my god somebody's just come out in this time especially in times of a pandemic they've made the effort to come out yeah. they've got they've they've got hand sanitizer in their bag they've packed extra masks with them they've been really careful and everything like that they've ordered their substantial meal they've made the made the distance to come here and it's taken them longer than it should to get their drink and it's really embarrassing it's really horrible and i hate it it's like a heart sinking feeling for me and um when even just a customer going that's fine don't worry or just like, don't worry about it. Like, I get it. Something as simple as that can really, really put you at ease and be like, right, thank you so much for understanding. So I think that would be that would be a major thing is just have a little bit of care for the people who work in the establishments that you're going to. Understand that they're just doing their job and understand that there might be delays. And also have a bit of care for the other customers. I mean, that goes without saying anyway, all this talk about inclusivity we had earlier, but also on a practical sense, on a COVID sense, um, even when things theoretically open back up without restrictions again, um, some people might be a bit less comfortable with you being within two metres than others. Some people yeah. might be absolutely fine to stand at the bar next next to you. Some people might still be a little bit like, I want to keep my distance. Like I want to, you know, I, I want to. That's not them trying to be rude or make a slight to you. That's might just be them being still a little bit unsure which is perfectly understandable because this year has this last year has thrown up so much in the air for so many people it's had such a huge effect on people's security and their health and their mental health and their physical well-being so have a little bit of understanding as well that some people aren't going to be as ready as you so if somebody moves to step a little bit further away from you when you stand next to them at the bar don't be going tutting and being you know whatever at them because people need space people need time this is basic as a <laughs> I, I will say as melodramatic as it might sound but i'm sure you guys understand what i mean here as a i genuinely think that everyone is kind of in a collective state of like grief at the moment yeah. like because we've all Absolutely. lost whether people, people lost igno- whether lives. people acknowledge yeah. it or not like yeah. whether they've really processed it fully yeah. Yeah. Or, we, we, or feel like they are impacted yeah. by it like everybody is on some level yeah yeah we 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 some people some people have lost their loved ones some people have lost livelihoods some people have had their whole world thrown upside down and everyone has basically lost a year of their lives like like no matter how many like good things I can look back on and be like, thank God there were some bright spots. You know, I had some good times, you know, I had some good laughs, you know, yeah. I'm still, you know, going to look back and be like, oh my God, that was an absolute mess. Wasn't it? Like there were bright spots, but Jesus, was it a, was it, a, was it a hard, hard time? Yeah. So I think everyone at the moment is in, is in this kind of state of like emotional upheaval, like you say, whether or not they're completely aware of it. So I think that, just a little bit of extra consideration. You know how everyone's a little bit nicer on like Christmas Eve at the pub? Yeah, but be like that Imagine all, all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine be, be like time. that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and especially now in such a difficult time, imagine it's Christmas Eve, just be that little bit nicer to the people around you. You don't need to, you don't need to be throwing out the red carpet for them. You don't need to be being like coddling towards people, but just that little bit of, little bit of seconds thought before you go to being you know, you know, umpy or, you know, judgmental, dismissive towards someone. Little, Take a little second to just be a little bit more 
consider you don't know their situation either like you don't know if there's somebody that has even if they've been vaccinated or anything else like you don't know if they're a person that is you know health wise maybe they're they 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 still need to be careful like or it might be somebody that previously has had to be extra careful for someone that they're caring for and that's why they're a bit more like you just don't know somebody stop I mean, exactly. in general, even before this, you don't That's know. That's a good rule anyway, yeah. So yeah. It, it should just be like, this is hitting the point home that you don't understand somebody's story. But it's it's funny that you say that it's like, you know, somebody just saying like, don't worry about it makes you feel mm. so much better because it's, oh it's shocking God. to me you have to say that. So I remember going to Ascot Brewing because that's in... Um, that's in Camberley. That's just sort of down the road from where I am. Um, we went there for a comedy night because I love stand-up comedy. They had a stand-up comedy night. It was still during like kind of when we could open stuff for COVID and it was all screens up, social distance, you know, pre-range seating, all that. Um, and oh, they cool. only had Yeah, it was really cool. It was a really good yeah, night. That sounds um, like it was, a nice setup. It was a really good laugh. And yeah. you got pizza. So that was also oh, well, really we great. Know, we know how to win Tory over. Just give me pizza. 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 So give me pizza and beer. Pizza and, and beer. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember being there and they only had so many card readers, readers, like you said. And it was like the, and it was also the fact of like, you couldn't get a drink when the acts were on and we came in oh, okay. at, like as somebody was on so we were like sitting there and I was like oh, I really want a drink like so like I'm here now I really want I really want a drink um and I was just like but at the end of the day like that's the rules like you just got to deal with it and then when it came time to pay and somebody else had a card reader they were like I'm really sorry I'm gonna have to come back with it I was just like yeah it's fine like <laughs> and I don't think that me like I would never think that me just being a reasonable individual going it's not your fault it's fine and like it's gonna make somebody feel good because I'm like I'm just being like normal yeah, just being <laughs> yeah. just normal also I think that going back to before I don't even know if necessarily people are being malicious if they're being a little bit more rushed or a little bit more clipped about things because you know maybe they've got a dinner booking they need to get out for maybe they're maybe they've they're you know, not maybe they've just got to get home either. you know what yeah yeah, they're, yeah maybe they're not just having they're not having a fantastic you know they've just been told oh god I, I need to go I've, I've been called into work early tomorrow i've got to leave i've got to get back now again you don't know the their train. story as well yeah. do you yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah. maybe they maybe they're just maybe they're not thinking they're being rude maybe they're just going yeah okay fine i'll wait and they're a little bit like stressed on edge yeah it's you know and i don't i don't think that's always just someone being you know a karen or whatever it's, it's i don't think it's usually <laughs> that but i think that just everyone having a little bit more mutual empathy i think and just a little bit extra, a little bit extra for luck, basically, because I think that we all at the moment could do is have building up a little bit more. Because at the moment, I think we've all got a bit of a, like an like a like a bit of a deficit of good things <laughs> because, yeah. because of how much of a mess things have been. So I think it needs to be topped up and just a little bit of extra empathy, just going a little bit extra by maybe just saying an extra nice thing when you don't think necessarily you even need to. I feel like it can it can honestly it can be so much of a relief because when everything's going wrong, when it's really busy at the pub and six keg lines have just gone, one of the card readers has run out of battery and the charger's not working and everything's, oh my God, and someone's just broken a glass and you can't find a spot sweep because someone put it somewhere else earlier on in the day. You know, all these things, sometimes they will happen at once yeah. and it's not a dreadful thing that, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not, the world's not exploding. Everything's yeah, but you can fine. feel and like it in that moment, can't you? within yeah. you know within five minutes everything will be fine you'll have you'll have you'll have changed over the lines you will have uh got the card reader working and you will have swept up you'll you'll have swept up a broken glass and it'll be fine but in that moment 
it can genuinely feel like, oh my goodness gracious me, we look like a bunch of headless chickens. We, this is, this is mortifying. This is not how I want to, this is now not how I want things to go. So it can, it can be really reassuring just to have someone go, oh, it's all right, take your time. It's just and so it's funny like, that you even say that because it's just like, like, thank God. like I say it and don't even, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's co- like common sense says it's fine. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, but it's just, it's, it's, nice to hear you say that even though I'm not realizing that that could make somebody's day infinitely better from where it is like that even yeah. something as small as that could just make somebody feel like it happens to literally everyone in any kind of service industry you end mm. up in the weeds at some point just because you know you get an unexpected rush of people or some like you know like I say loads of things run out at once it's just one of those things that can't be avoided but it can sometimes one off comment when that happens can really set you off on a little bit of a spiral and so it's I think that we all want to avoid we don't want to everyone's been spiraling constantly for the last you know 13 months and I think I think we could all we could all avoid having that continued that would be nice genuinely yeah treat every day like it's Christmas (laughs) yeah treat every day like it's Christmas at the pub everyone's just everyone's just in a really happy mood nobody's 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 upset Oh, I think that's 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 a good place to leave it on the pub stuff. I want to. Should we have the last beer yeah. and we can play play our little yeah. game with you? I'm bricking it. <laughs> you'll be fine. You're gonna be. You're gonna. Oh God. I. I. Okay. I really hope. Oh, by the way, I feel like I should probably talk about this beer. Um, can we? Because this it is amazing. Is amazing. Yeah. Has it got lemongrass in it, or has it? Is it just the lemon zest? Just lemon zest. My God, it smells like lemongrass. It's the right balance of like the the zesty, like tartness, but Mm. also not being like so. Like I feel like as a person that enjoys sours, it's perfect for me. But I could also give this to somebody that's newer into sours that's Mm -hmm. not quite sure. But it's not like normally when I say, "Oh, it's great for an entry level person into sours," it's usually something that's like not so sour. Like it's it's usually fruity. This I feel like actually has the sour, like it is sour, but it's not so overwhelming in comparison to the taste that somebody yeah. that's new in would be like, yeah, that's not for me. I get a bit of like woodiness in it. Is it just yes, me? There's a bit of herbal. Really I, nice. So what I, so yeah, this is, it's, it's really straightforward. It's, it's called just, spring, by the way, I should just say. It's called spring. spring. <laughs> yes, spring. Freshly canned Thursday afternoon. Um, coming out this week, amazing. isn't it? Yeah, so uh, basically... Uh, it was available uh, taproom release this weekend, so just for you know local collections and stuff. Um, and it's going on. Uh, it's going to be on general release this week coming, uh, but it is available for pre-order as part of our as part of our Phantom and Friends box. So it's a series that we've been doing for anybody who doesn't know. It's a series that we've been doing where we just team up with another business that we like. Uh, so obviously this week just gone was we teamed up with Rolling Dough in Windsor and uh, Cross Stream Distillery in Marlow. So it was a pizza, gin and beer box, like a DIY pizza kit, some nice gins and uh, and some phantom beers. So they're just basically little things for people to enjoy from home uh, that, we've, that we've really enjoyed. Um, so we've teamed up with some different breweries and stuff. This week coming, we are teaming up with uh, This Week in Craft Beer. It was a rival beer podcast. We don't have dun, rivals. Dun, dun. There's space for everybody. There's space for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was really, really hoping for a bit. Are of you that trying to get there. the rival, oh, rivalry? No, nah, we don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. And um, so we're working with uh, Rob from This Week in Craft Beer. 
uh, and he's put together some, some breweries that, that he likes, so they're going in the box. Um, and Spring is also available for pre-order in that, as well as uh, pre-order the rebrew of Junk Food, which was oh. a favourite of ours from very, very early Phantom Days, actually. I think it might have been might have been a year ago now, or just over a year ago that that was brewed. Uh, nice, roughly 7%, nice, big, juicy IPA. Got quite a bit of heft. Yeah, that's uh, for me. Yeah, nice big tropical bomb. And that's available for pre-order in those boxes as well. So that's what's going on. But so spring this beer, it's fairly straightforward. It's it's a it's a it's a load of strawberry, a load of fresh lemon zest, um, and uh, a little bit of vanilla, just a little touch of vanilla. So uh, no lactose or nothing. I, the mouthfeel is basically all just from the fact Amazing. it's got an absolute Which is surprising because it is quite like mouthfeel-wise. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. yeah, it's not thin at all. It's a nice creamy yeah. full I think that's. I think, yeah, I think that's the combination of the, 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 the fact that it's got a really good amount of strawberry in it. I don't think it, I don't think it becomes cloying or like, you know, clumpy. No, not at all. It's, um, it's a really nice amount of strawberry. That little touch of vanilla almost makes it feel like it's got lactose in it. Um, I've been referring to it as basically a strawberry and lemon cheesecake sour because to me yeah. that's kind of what it reminds me of. I can see that, yeah. Because I get, I get that lovely big sweet fresh strawberry hit and as it warms up especially I get more of the lemon coming through like that yep. real zestiness and the malt bill on this the way it's put together is just that when the malt comes through I get that lovely almost like biscuity like biscuity finish which to me I'm just like yeah it's a, it's a cheesecake sorted mm. <laughs> like that to me is is how it goes so at 6% it's uh got a little bit of little bit of weight behind it but it's uh it's not so strong that it will knock you on your ass so i do i do enjoy it it's very sessionable for sure uh i, I like the, the label of it it's got like birds all over it for anyone yep. that's looking at the video yeah it's, it's uh that is by hannah horn so hannah horn she i think she's based on the south coast um she did the artwork for the Under the Sea series, and she also does the Sauropod designs for Staggeringly Good. I was going to say yeah. it, it reminds me of the Sauropod, yeah. 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 But the, so I her love stuff is it's, the it's really beautiful. It's all it's, like it is gorgeous. Yeah, it is nice. it's, it's all a yeah. focus on um, on like the natural world, like yeah. beautiful nature images and stuff, and also. There's a mystery QR code. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to scan that. I, I don't yeah, want to tell anybody. I'm not going to scan it. Scan it. People are don't gonna have scan to. it now because it's on autoplay. Don't scan it now. <laughs> okay, yeah. People are going to have to figure that out for themselves. But yeah. You're the, just the... going to have to get the beer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no spoilers here. That's We don't like to. We like to spoiler things, but not that stuff. No. So yeah, <laughs> hannahorn.com. I was reading that as you were saying. It was it was Hannah Horn. So yeah. Yeah, really, been... really gorgeous artwork. Uh, usually our can art is done by uh, Chapman. Uh, Tom Guts, who I think Dom's known him for Dom's known him for years. He's a really cool graphic artist. So that really like quintessential phantom design that you see on beers like Ball Pit and Meal for Two and stuff like that. Like, I love cool... Meal for Two. Meal for Two oh, label. So... That's going in a frame and it's going on my wall because I absolutely I love, love I, I also loved the beer. I thought it was phenomenal. It uh, was really good, yeah. Um and that sort of quintessential cartoony sort of pop arty design. I think it ties in really well with the, you know, the fact that Dane and Dom are huge like pop punk fans and that sort of you know those big bold colors <laughs> like it's it kind of works together very nicely uh Tom Guts we did a we did a Q&A with him on our on our website to anybody who likes their artwork and design and stuff uh and there's like here. links and everything on there there we go yeah if you're watching caravan the video we've got caravan of love mm-hmm. um and there's the luck 
Um, I don't yeah. have the other ones to hand to show because I've got they're literally because you've drunk them all. They're, yeah, they're on a piece of A4 <laughs> so, <laughs> to decide: do I want to frame them, put them on the wall, or do I want to do something else? Or do I want to do another art project with them? But yeah, I love the artwork. <laughs> it is very like unmistakably like Phantom as well when you when you come to know your. Yeah, as I, well, I did. Like. I, I didn't get it so much at first. Like before I started working for Phantom, I was like, I really like the designs, and I was just like, I'm not sure how much they all sort of tie in together. And the more beers that have been released, like it's, you know, the more as the, you know, as the the the, the lineup grows, as we put more more in the bank, uh, basically, you can see that the links between them are much easier, I think. And I think the same could be said of a lot of different artists and their work, because, I mean, if you've only got, like, say, two pieces of artwork to to compare off of, there'll be fewer similarities. And if you've yeah. got 40, then you could go, oh, my God, I can see all these themes running through, like. So I think that's a that's a really fun thing. And something as well is that I really enjoy sometimes get to see a little sneak peek before the art is done or like the concept things. And I'm like, oh, this is so exciting to me. <laughs> like, you know, because yeah. I, I th- it is it is really important. And I, I think that whether you choose to have a really minimalistic design, something really whimsical or something very literal or like a very, you know, just like a colour scheme change or whatever. I think the way that you brand your beers is 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 is, is very is very important to the way that people are going to perceive them, the way that like the sort of people that might pick them up off the shelf and the way that people are the, the preconceived biases, notions that people might have about your company and the style of Absolutely. your beer when you drink it. I think I think Matt Curtis wrote a thing about it like mid last year about about beer branding, focusing on the way that so oh, many of them can look quite similar and we talk about it all the time behind me like yeah. that's so i can't wait to read that as well but we could go on for dick we talk about yeah we talk about time. it all the time <laughs> about how we pick certain beers because of the label and oh we God, put other breweries that are amazing yeah they're amazing we're like oh well that's all it like doesn't CBNO, tell me like, oh, yeah it doesn't okay. tell me what's in that can when i pick it up yeah. so if i'm selecting i'm gonna go for that because that looks delicious it is Whereas something that we probably is but Something we, we do try to do is make yeah. the, the main things is to make the, the style of the ABV stand out most. Because I mean, if you're the yeah. kind of person who wants to know the hop bill on a beer, you're going to turn around the can anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hops. Yeah. Like, yeah. But to someone who just literally goes, right, I'm off work this afternoon. I want to pick up some nice pale ales at about 5% a pop. Yeah. That's what you're going to be looking for first. And, you know, people are yeah, usually going to have an idea of what they're looking yeah. for. Yeah, yeah they're, they're all they're all in the, the exact front. same yeah. spot yeah yeah so but yeah that's we, something that i think i think is i think is quite important and sometimes sometimes it sometimes it gets overlooked but i mean to me it's not so i have i uh have genuine retail fever when it comes to beer so no, literally nothing will stop me from buying it if i'm like yeah, oh, that's if you tasty. really want it add to yeah. basket add to basket yeah. like so like it, it's I'm, I'm quite like when it comes to indiscriminately buying a, an absolute ton of beers online <laughs> And then realizing I have no room in the fridge for them. I am your girl. I am the one for that. So that's welcome to the much... club. Yeah, yeah, we like to call that the exact right amount of beer. Yeah, you've got you've <laughs> always got you can never have too you much have beer. The exact right amount. And you've always mm-hmm. got the right amount of beer. And sometimes it's... actually maybe you need more. It yeah. depends on what really? you're looking at and what you yeah. want. Sometimes you need more, yeah. sometimes you have the exact yeah. right amount. So I was really upset I didn't have a Ralph beer in my fridge the other day, so oh. I just had to go buy more beer. Right. In it. <laughs> yeah we were doing the right needs. amount you needed more right exactly. we were talking about stouts and i was like oh i can't find a pastry stout in my fridge how dare my fridge not have a pastry stout in it it's full but where is it why is there <laughs> not one yeah, in there didn't have enough didn't have enough no 
but honestly we could <laughs> separate episode for this completely because we we literally have, have spoken about it buying habits <laughs> yeah so Re- honestly, retail so fever is is the one like i yeah it's 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 quite it's quite atrocious how many times I'm coming home like got like saddlebags clinking oh over God. me. Of the just boxes stuff. are coming. God's like, what are you buying now? You buy more beer. You're buying more beer, aren't you? I was like, yeah. I just think, <laughs> how can <laughs> I sneak <laughs> this in the house now? What oh my God, I my do? one is like the putting out the recycling. Oh my God, like you know, you know on um, you know on like New Year's Day, you kind of tiptoe down there, <laughs> yeah, really yeah. hungover, and you're like placing like cans and bottles in the bibs so your neighbours don't go, God, she had a heavy night. I was like, yeah. Honestly, everywhere you need be- you need better neighbours because I hear my neighbours all the time like <laughs> tipping out the bottle. I'm like, yes, yes you a good time. Thank you. Okay, are so, you going to quiz me now? Yes. Yeah. Joe, so do you want to ask the first one? Oh, yeah. I've got some easy okay. ones factored in as well, just in case. Thanks. You know, okay. <laughs> right. So the first test. Here we go. Pina Colada Sour IPA, pineapple, toasted coconut, and sabro. I know, Miss. I know it's uh, palm trees and power lines. Yeah, oh, well done, well, well done. done. That's one. So we ask you out of four. So okay, I'll oh, do number nice. two out of four. Which one do I want to do? A light and refreshing table beer designed for those lazy afternoon sessions. Expect light tropical flavors from the Citrus Simcoe and Columbus hops, transporting you back to those carefree salad days of yesteryear. <laughs> carefree salad days. Uh, I... I just like that description. <laughs> Yeah, I want to say life of pie. Easy as pie, but I'm gonna Easy give you that. Pie. I'm gonna give you that because <laughs> that was there, but that was brewed before I was there. You I know. I, <laughs> I know I gave pie. it well, I'm gonna give you that one because I think that that's Easy as pie. You were pretty much there. So I'm gonna Thank give you, that to you. <laughs> Easy as pie. I can tell you the ABV on it was three point one four percent as well. So <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, because it's pie, you knew yeah, that one, didn't you? Yeah. We're, 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 we're very I was going like to say, that. I was literally like, that's, I almost dropped an F bomb that she was going to have to then delete out. <laughs> I was going to go, that was effing impressive. And then I went, oh, pie. Oh, pie. Right. pie yeah. We're oozing with sparkling wit. What can I say? <laughs> All right, Joe, on to you for number three. Right. This uh, double dry hopped pail uses Columbus BBC. Citra and Strata to give you a big hit of tropical aroma and grapefruit zestiness. What was the hot bill again? Uh, Columbus BBC, Citra and Strata. Uh, no, <laughs> I was going to ask, Sorry. she's really thrown me off. <laughs> uh... It's all right, because if you just get one more, you're still you're ahead still of Matt. <laughs> so you're not okay, as long as I'm ahead of Matt, I'll be really happy. Uh, Ragging rights for all the box shit. Christ. Um, I am going to say... Christ, I don't know what I'm going to say. I've never been so stressed out in my entire life. Do you know this? I feel, if it this helps. is why I dropped out of university. Christ, why are you doing this to me? Get my blood pressure through the roof. It's my Saturday night. Oh, Granny Charlotte, it's okay. You can do this. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, um. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, First I'm one that comes to your head. I'm going to guess, even though I know it's wrong, it's not... No. It, mm. <laughs> I can give you the I can we can give you the date it was released if that helps because we gave Matt the date it was released yeah oh if you give me the date that would definitely give me the month how do we give you the month and year yeah all right it was September 2020 
I was there. How do I not remember this? <laughs> you were too busy cramming of all the other ones. <laughs> oh my know. god, it's Lilo. I'm so yes! stupid. It's Lilo. Yeah. Of course. I was thinking because I was I genuinely couldn't remember a double dry hot pail that had strata in it. And I, we did Lilo for Brew Republic. Yeah. You, yeah. That, well, you took that bit. Yeah, out, I took that bit you? out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was one of the first canning runs I ever did as well. So that was uh, some of the first some of the first uh, tinnies I took back in my little bag on my way uh, back. I like the artwork on it. So officially <laughs> you're ahead of Matt. Uh, yeah, well but if you don't get that I'm going to give you a difficult one because I, I, I'm not going to tell you why it's gonna be, no 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 because I can't tell you why I'm picking this one but it's going to become abundantly clear after I read it but don't worry no pressure because the wild weather guys like I don't think any. Oh if God. it was a sudden death face off round I think Ian and JT could take anybody yeah I think the they'd whole. take it <laughs> yeah. so it's I, nothing I, I personal to, I haven't listened to the wild weather one yet but I listened to the one you guys did with Matt and I did enjoy him going, God, I really should have known that. I was yeah, like, I went, you know, I went, you I went, I know you know this one because I know for a fact, like, it was part of a box that you did for like a bit. And then he was like, Oh, yeah, I should have known that one. It was like Constellation or something. I was like, Yeah, you should have known that one. Right. Are you ready origin for the story, final? Yeah, origin story. Yeah, story. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was part of like the Lumina box uh-huh. um, with the constellation because it was obviously constellation themed. And I was like, you're going to kick yourself when I tell you this. One. I was like, I'm giving you the date and everything. And then he was like, oh, I did know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your final one? Yeah. Double dry hopped Yeet Amarillo, a mandarina, Bavaria, pale tasting notes of pithy orange, papaya, and a subtle earthy undertone. Uh, Equinot, mandarina, Bavaria, and what, sorry? And Amarillo, did you say? Yes. I want to say... Tasting notes of pithy orange, papaya, and subtle earthy undertones. You should do ASMR with beer tasting notes. <laughs> the way you leaned into the microphone <laughs> then. It was, it was really <laughs> impressive, I have to say. Hang on, say Sabro into the... <laughs> oh wow amazing one million views that's um, for my only cans page so um, <laughs> you're gonna have to pay for my only cans um i am going to say for that one i'm going to hazard a guess that it was my cat's birthday Yay! Yay! <laughs> you've got the because well, i know, I know right. we, i know we haven't done many with mandarina bavaria and i know that because we that was we would we were going through the, that never got canned we were going through the keg stock of that when i had just started and it was uh we were doing a charity thing for the cats organization like one of my first weekends and i remember that well, i was birthday. gonna say i picked it because of the name because that's i like to <laughs> when i pick mine out i pick them either because the artwork or the name i'm like which one am i gonna ask and i've got some easy ones I, in there I like both just in one, case yeah. we need to like do an easy one i'd feel in this in there but then we drank feeling this so i was like well, i can't really ask that one because that's cheap so it was like <laughs> well, what can i do so i was like this has got a fun name it's got fun artwork on it and i wanted to know more about it and now you're saying it's was it a cat charity that you did it for or did it just so happen to coincide <laughs> So we didn't do it for the cat charity. We brewed it. I actually don't know the story behind the name. Dane and Dom always have a really obscure You're going to need to find reason. out because I need to know. Like, I will <laughs> let you know. I'll text you. You can, add, you can add a footnote on the, on yeah, the show notes. By the way, we found out. Uh, yeah. um, but so we that was that was, uh, that was was brewed, I think, in August um, or maybe late July. And, no, uh, it was August. Well done. The August, sweet. Because I knew that we were we were running through. We were coming towards the end of the kickstop of it in uh, September, and um, every month 
this is something I actually probably feel like I should have talked about earlier. Every month we do when we're open in the tap room, uh, we do the third weekend. We have a we have a charity thing that we do. We choose a charity, and uh, I think it's twenty percent of our tap room profits go to that charity so it's sort of like putting a change pot on the bar but without actually because i mean nobody carries change these days you know not many people actually put stuff in them anymore like whatever so for us it's just we just donate a chunk of profits and we do a different one each month um i've got some really good ones lined up that i'm really excited to support for the first like four or five months of reopening i've got them scheduled uh lining up with some events that we want to do so i'm really stoked about these they're not they're not completely set in stone yet but um I'm really excited about them. So we're going to, once we've got those finalised, they're going to be going out so we can get some support rally around them. And in September, we've just come off the back of doing uh, the Bank Holiday Beer Festival where we had supported the uh, Michael Jackson Foundation, which is a charity that get, uh, helps give uh, scholarships to people of colour in the brewing and distilling industry, which is which is really cool. You know, it's a, a marginalised community, uh, underrepresented in, in the drinks industry. So that was something that we were really quite, quite quite happy to do to 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 give some funding to one of the uh, one of the sessions of our um one of the sessions of that festival uh all the ticket proceeds went to that for one of the sessions as well which was really cool um so in september we were just off the back of that and we thought you know kind of want to do something a little bit you know a little bit perhaps uh on a, a bit of a lighter side when perhaps not going to be quite as busy as we might be we thought something a bit fun something a bit you know something something basically you know with less um with uh i don't know how to word this it's really it's a really difficult thing to word but basically we want it's, let's do something a bit light-hearted for september you know something and then we decided yeah. to do the we do the cats protection uh organization i can't remember if that's the official so you know the one cats.org you know the one yeah yeah that one and we thought oh we can do that and we can do a special on my cat's birthday as well so it'd just be a nice thing because we all really hope it was someone's actual cat's birthday because if it's not i'm gonna be like (laughs) whose birthday is it (laughs) i'll find out because if it is someone's actual cat's birthday take a get a photo get a photo if it is an actual cat (laughs) that's gonna be my next question is like what does the cat look like (laughs) but lamb our london saleswoman uh, who I haven't I, I haven't seen in ages because obviously she lives in London, works completely remotely, um, and we've spent our entire time working together in the midst of a global pandemic. So I, I, have, I haven't seen her in ages. Um, she's awesome, and she regularly sends me pictures and videos of her cats, and I love them. Yeah. Their names are Orion and Spook, and they're adorable. Oh, nice. And I Spook, know. like that, Spook fits in perfectly with Phantom. You've got the haunt, you've got so Spook. So cute, right? Yeah, brilliant. I would love to say that was intentional. It totally it wasn't. One, I don't think it was one of the interview questions. What are your cat's name? Yeah. He's like, um, this is why I should work here. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the Let beer names is, the beer names are, and... My God. So as I said to you, you know, I said at the very beginning, Dane and Dom are basically inseparable. They literally finish each other's sentences. It's really quite endearing. I got on the Zoom chat with you and them and they are so funny, like together. They are are (laughs) hilarious. They're honestly like like, they are like you can tell they're a pair. Very (laughs) much so. Like it's it's genuinely quite sweet sometimes a bit irritating but <laughs> genuinely quite sweet like by and large and very entertaining um but they have so many they have such a distinct sense of humor and so many in jokes um that so many of our beer names like oh why have we named it that they go oh because of blah, 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 blah. and then they'll be doing like this little double act and then they finally get to the end that i'm like 
okay cool right i'm gonna write this post <laughs> right. now yeah. like, cheers <laughs> like, i picture it being like my cat's birthday huh and no one has a cat they're all just like laughing about something and you're like what's that from and they're like you know my cat's birthday it's our thing <laughs> <laughs> honestly it, they so many stupid things like that but one of them uh recently we did our all strata pale ale crush uh which uh went down really which went down really nicely um and on the back of the can there's a qr code scan here and i thought oh that'll be to like our web shop or something and i scanned it and it went took straight took me straight to the spotify url of the single crush by jennifer page yeah i was cool. wondering if that was good <laughs> but okay yeah. great thank like cool. i'm so glad that we have that on the back of our cat immortalized <laughs> yeah. just there just like you know what i i love that i think that's a that's a wonderful touch and they both they 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 love it they were so enamored with it i've listened to that song more in the last three weeks than i had in the previous <laughs> like years of my life like genuinely <laughs> it uh it does get played a lot but they there's very much a brand in the sense of humor uh which i would describe in one word as stupid and i love it <laughs> I feel like that's like the best place to end because I don't yeah. think we can like top that up because um, yeah. that is just like the most perfect place to end it is just the brand of humour. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, where, so I guess let's end it with where can people find you guys uh, if you want to plug anything for you personally or anything, plug um, away. <laughs> so yeah, Phantom Brewing Co. We're based in Reading. We are planning to be able to open up as well for guests in line with the roadmap. So it'd be really lovely to see people come down and enjoy some beers with us. Uh phantombrew.com. Uh that's where you've got we've got the blog, you've got the web store, everything like that. Um and on all social media, so, uh we're Phantom Brew Co. on absolutely everything. So yeah, keep an eye on that. We've got some nice, nice, tasty things in the web store at the moment. We've got uh, our latest Phantom and Friends box with some stuff from some other breweries as well. And we've got lots of fun things in the pipeline. So give us a follow. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you lately. Yeah, that was such a brilliant time. I had the best time talking to Charlotte. We didn't even, we're recording this. Like, like, obviously you'll notice I'm in a different outfit because we recorded it in the morning. I was being smart. I've got the same t-shirt on. I should have. I've got my phantom thing behind me as well. I should have just put that on, but I I didn't. I was trying to sneak it. Too tired, didn't think about it. We had the best night. We stayed up really late. (laughs) We didn't even talk about marble races. I'm so mad. We were putting the world to rights with Charlotte. Yes. It was great. Right. She's burning our bras and everything. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant. <laughs> friend of the show, Charlotte. She's an official friend of the show now. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good night, a really good discussion. We, I don't know how long the episode is going to end up being. Yeah, I've got to edit it. <laughs> it's gonna, it was... It, I promised her we'd keep it to an hour. Every guest were like, it would be an hour from log in to log out. And um, it hit the hour mark and we were not even, I think we were like, we hadn't even finished the Not even beer. gone on the second beer yeah. yet. <laughs> um, but there was no pressure because we just, we had a really good conversation. I think that that just naturally flowed um, as it does with us off into other directions as well. Yeah. So it was, um, it, we're supposed to be talking about pub culture today. Um, but we also talked about a lot of inclusivity and everything and, and it was a really good discussion yeah, and really, good. really excited I want, when it open I really cannot wait <laughs> to go down there I've never drank there I want yeah. you to come yeah, Oktoberfest oh, I hope they do Oktoberfest yes, again I want to go to Reading for Oktoberfest that sounds amazing it'll be fun 
So if you've got to this point, listeners and viewers, well done. <laughs> you get a podcast guard star for <laughs> listening to us all the way through. Um, so we'll let you go. Uh, Tori, if people want to talk to you about marble races, where can they find you? Yeah, if you want to find out more about marble races and how amazing they are, you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism. Where can people talk to you, Joe, about inclusivity? If you want to come talk to me, uh, I am a woman's brew on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I need to get better at Twitter. I don't even try it. Yeah, I'm not very good at Twitter. Any tips about Twitter? Let me know. (laughs) Um, If you want to come come and check out my beer school, we are Love Beer Learning. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Tiki Tockies, Pinterest, still growing all of that so that's all there or you can come check out the website lovebeerlearning.co.uk or you can email us lovebeerlearning at gmail.com we pick up emails for the podcast there as well right that's That's it for us today yeah i'm I'm drinkless (laughs) cheers everybody cheers